Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip hop. I am Wood. Made daily with organic, farm to table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Haven't been here in some time, and I got some business to attend to. Something's very, very important. Something's not so important. I want to get the not so important things out of the way. Where are we? Where are we tonight? There's somebody that's from around these parts that I would like to challenge to a rematch, and I would like to do it right here, right now for you beautiful people. You want that rematch? You got it right here, right now. Let's go. What the? What? Is Punk even cleared? I don't know. We have never got that confirmed, yay or nay. And I don't even know. Do we know that uh, Hangman is here? Well, apparently Punk does. Well, this is the first time we've heard from Punk since that match. First on time. My sentence exactly. Now on to the important things. That's not cowboy shit. That's coward shit. Wow. A little bit of advice, and I suggest you take. The apology must be as loud and as public as the disrespect. And if anybody else has a problem, with the champion. Well, I suggest you come on down, you see, because everybody wants to be the champ until it's time to do champ shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I understand that John Moxley's got a lot of fans and he can be number one in your heart, but he's not number one in this ring. I am. The A-E-W Champion. I understand what it takes to be the best. I know what it takes to talk a big game and say that you're the best in the world. I know what it's like to breathe that into existence. I also know what it's like to lose. And ladies and gentlemen, I have lost big, sure. But John Moxley has always been number two. There's always that guy that has his number. I'm that guy. Hey, you can boo if you want, but let me know when I'm telling lies. John Moxley is the third best guy in his own group. And that seems to be a reoccurring theme in his career. 
doesn't make him a bad guy. It doesn't make him the best either. I am the best. Number one, John Moxley has been here carrying the torch for AEW. I broke my foot. John Moxley talks about breaking bones and drinking blood, but between me and him, the only person who's broken bones in the last six months is me. They were mine, but still, the fact remains. Tell me when I'm telling lies. John Moxley has been interim AEW champion. Interim, look it up. It means temporary. But I'm willing to test myself against John Moxley. But John Moxley's not willing to test himself against his best friend. And let's talk about numbers. His best friend is the third best Eddie I've ever been in the ring with. Third. He's the second best Kingston I've ever shared a locker room with. These people aren't number one in anything. Tell me when I'm telling lies. I've missed you, ladies and gentlemen. I've missed competing in this ring. I have yet to defend this title, and that's exactly what I plan to do it all out. The pay-per-view, 4th of September, Chicago, Illinois. I'm looking forward to testing my belt against John Moxley's number one versus number two with a bullet. I'm looking to test my foot. And the funny thing is, is heading into Chicago, John Moxley's not even the first John I'm gonna beat in Chicago for a championship belt. I think that um, if you truly wanna stop the violence, uh, you look at someone who's violent, you pick up a baseball bat, and you beat his Rapper, the worst rapper, the sketch clapper, the purse snatcher, the neck snapper, the earth slapper. This your man Sean, the opposite of a fucking Duran Duran song. That nigga soft with the whack shit. My rap slapped the earth off with the axis. You did it with the motherfucking boss, you bastard. Niggas die when I raise it, my voice a ratchet. Motherfucker, do you for my fan catch me smacking? You posted on YouTube. P, I spray the guy that you ride. Sean Price, the greatest rapper alive. Shut the fuck up. Second verse, dolls. First verse was Bueno, the next one is Boss. Back 
when milk was chillin' My man smoked a bag of dust and killed his children No fuckin' around, no will to stiltin' Niggas that's off balance get killed for tiltin' I bang burners at bitches not built for buildin' Cover your Ralph Trez van, quilt your feelings Too hot, take off the hot sweater Expose a lot of cheddar, get pop with the hot beretta Boss Mandela, mean when smoking the Yameen, clutching the pound. Then I start waving my arms and fucking around. Niggas, stop playing with Sean. Listen, I spit prison e bars. That'll put you in the ER, Pa. Shut the fuck up. Welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> Boy, I had welcome, you. welcome, welcome, welcome back. Yeah, straight like that. Listen, listen, I've had in 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 the existence of this show, uh-huh. I've had two of the most brutal surgeries. A grown ass man could ever go through. One of them damn near killed me. The second one was the one that I went through this uh, ten days ago, eleven days ago. And let me tell you, I can breathe again. Tony Braxton up in (laughs) (laughs) breathe again. (laughs) Yo. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna talk to my, I ain't gonna talk, I ain't gonna big up my doctor because uh, he, he, he and I weren't friends for a long time, and then now, I, I, have you, you, ain't, ever, you ain't gotta big him up, he got paid, right? This, <laughs> did he get paid? Hey, hey, real life, I don't need another fucking <laughs> shout out in my life, as long as that check clear. Price, price just went up. Man, he, he when he, that check clear, I do not need another shout out. Based, based on my ninety-two percent coverage. I can tell you <laughs> that man. <laughs> Woof. Yeah. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's he going to hit the timeshare in Vegas. Listen, so I, I had two appointments in his office outside of the actual surgery, right? Uh huh. Both them hoes, they told <laughs> me, oh, you're fine. You don't have to pay anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest sound in medical care. Is it though? Is it though? Because you know, you 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 know, word to Ghostface, you know. <laughs> Look, no copay is the only copay I want to hear about. That check that he got for that surgery. Oh my god! Like I like I'm like fam, you really owe me dinner. You familiar with my guy Dom Kennedy? Yeah. We spending OPM <laughs> other people's money and we like it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. That's OPM. We spend yeah, it's the opi- opioid oh, epidemic. It's opioid epidemic. Yes, yes uh, it is. We are spending other people's money. You got me fucked up. I didn't come out of pocket. You, hey, talk take it up with them. I didn't pay you. So at any rate, like like we had 178-ish. Shouts out to Keith Elliott Greenberg. Shouts out to Gang Gang. 
Uh, my man Shane Taylor. Whole lot of fucking gang shit. We uh, need to get Keith his his uh bandana flag too. He gang. He's definitely gang, and we we're going we're going to definitely make sure that he's gang when he comes back on. We it's probably going to be in September that we get him back on in, uh, in anticipation for release the release of the book. But that was the reason why, even though we had just had him on a few episodes back, that was the reason why I loaded him in for last week is because the conversation is still relevant and. He'll be back way sooner than anybody else has ever come back. Facts. Speaking of how well that that conversation went, and um, price just went up. Uh-oh, you know who also shit. said he he heard that interview and it was like sound like the conversation was absolutely you know organic and very much fire. Who? Our very own Stokely Hathaway, Ron Murray. Oh, price just went up. <laughs> well, shit. I mean, he better listen to what he. He's literally the, the he was he was the original third man of the tag team champion. You feel you feel what I'm saying? He, he is he is behind the scenes working the deals. But shout out to him in a uh, week two of his school back to school school supply drive. So he's been giving away school supplies for the last two weeks. Oh man! So First of all, any and everybody who pulled up. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. At Ron Murray Junior. Pull up on him. That see man, what's going on. That man is transcending all doing the, doing good things out here in these. Uh, these 1906 streets. You know and, what I'm uh, saying? Hey. Yeah. Hey, um, dog, let's man, we so so many things. Like streets need heroes. I was willing, I was willing to sacrifice my health just to try to get it get it in. And it was see, cooler heads prevail. You have to be the voice of reason because I get outside, I get open, like you're you're Look. you're raising a, a child who's older than you, Suave, so <laughs> man say look one day one day i'll share my life experiences with you but <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's one of them things like hey man look i understand i want to record a show just as bad as you do but hey if you can't breathe <laughs> that is one of the key components to recording a show on the level that we do it at full capacity i mean not a lie told not a lie told <laughs> If we can't breathe, we cannot achieve. <laughs> this is a fact. Yo, we we there's a lot of things that's happened over the past couple of weeks on Raw and SmackDown, especially with the uh <laughs> with with Uncle Here's the thing popping off and Uncle Trips. Live. Uncle Trips is in the building the minutes B. Say man, Uncle Trips is not playing no games. Raw back putting on bangers. Like Raw had three bangers in one night. <sighs> Man. When is the last time you could say that? Like when Seth went an hour. Listen, so we we got we got two that we signed up for, which was Dolph versus uh, Theory, which ended uh, up being the main event. Is Dolph? <laughs> old Dolph. This ain't young Dolph. Rest <laughs> me. It's I, old Dolph. Bro, I wish I wish I could ask Dolph if he listens to to any hip hop because if he did I could really do some things for his career <laughs> I swear I could and then uh, what what else do we have we had uh, shit who the champ fight last night um, oh, today, he was in a tag match today Today is Tuesday August 16th yeah my lord yeah my lord I say yeah my lord yeah my lord 2022 hey, amen that was uh, Miz and Ciampa versus uh, Ali and career manga right Cedric Alexander, <laughs> my bad. AKA Stamford Killmonger, <laughs> career monger. 
<laughs> yes. So now people know how we got the name. So when we start using it. Uh, good, great. Just, re- just remember my homies they threw from the roster. Oh, man. And then uh, we also had AJ versus uh, Bobby Lashley for the first time ever. Ever. It was, li- listen, Same. ever. And, and we, signed, ever. we signed up for that one. But you feel what I'm saying? They did that on some first time ever for Raw. You got Clash at the Castle coming up. You could have saved it for then. And they said, no, fuck nah, this. Fuck we, that. Trying, we trying to climb this mountain back to, you know, appointment television. Wait, wait. So how about this, though? We had uh, an unscripted promo slugfest between Kevin Steen and Drew Galloway. Wait, did I say that right? I believe Kevin I did. Kevin just entered the chat. <laughs> Drew Galloway came back. <laughs> say, let me ask you this. Real talk. Because I thought about this while this match was going on. I saw Kevin Owens had new new shorts. Like, kind of yep. going at, going after the Street Profits type thing. Yeah, like, yep, he's, got new, it, yep. he's got new merch. So, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, with the changeover in the regime in Stanford... Are talents gonna get to keep their merch royalties still, or are we still going to the no merch royalties? You basically just getting paid. Uh, I would have With to. No I, extras. I, I would have to think that contracts would have to be literally voided and restructured. How, but I'm saying, how many of those have you signed um, since you made since you made that announcement? How many talents have you signed to where it will matter? Kevin Owens resigned. Sami Zayn Sam, resigned. Sami Zayn. And that, those are the only two that we heard of. Oh, and didn't Randy... No, Randy Orton signed in 2019, right? Yeah, Roman signed a new deal for less dates. I don't know if he said... If they took his merch money away. But he he's in that upper echelon, so... Yeah, his 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 terms and, and conditions are different than everybody else. He You're not handing him some shit. He's handing you some shit, and you're just saying, okay, we'll take it. <laughs> Especially after, after the way he got open last year on Vince. <laughs> on live TV. You feel TV. me? <laughs> you feel me? So I, I kind of wanted to ask that question out loud just so we could kind of have it floating. So if it, if an answer ever does come out, you know we was out here with the shit long before that. Uh, we also had Killer Cross show back up. Killer Cross. How I could just kill a man. <laughs> and and Scarlet uh, in tow on SmackDown to, to, to seemingly take Drew out the picture. But Drew is keeping himself. He's doing a damn good job of keeping himself relevant. He's just and setting Drew, himself up to not win this match. And Drew, <laughs> Drew decided to let everybody know that the the rumors of his death are greatly exaggerated. <laughs> like, look, look, either either this shit has been misreported or he's got some of the best cortisone in his veins that money can buy. Yeah. So yeah, he, he ain't got no copay either. He, he was he was signing up for. Uh, Definitely to be the, the the first person we talked about on the next round of. <laughs> <laughs> but we, like, I mean, he's he still he's still gonna be there. He just won't be the first person we talk about now. <laughs> I mean, we we knew. He, hey, look, everybody knew that he was gonna take a L. I don't know anybody who, with any fucking sense in their brain, thought that Roman was taking an L just because they were having the pay per view where they were having it. Right kiss my entire ass <laughs> you wishful fucking thinking but now with with the new rumors about usa wanting their own champion who knows maybe maybe not 
Well, but then, but then, if your new champion comes from SmackDown, you're gonna need a fucking draft. <laughs> so, like, you see how logic gets in the way of some of the shit people be wanting to say. Oh, Drew finna beat him. They gonna get the titles off of him. Oh, fuck you. Who's making all the money? Who's who's bringing the ratings in? <laughs> you got a ratings boost because Trips is back in show. Uncle Trips is out here getting custody of all his kids and and putting their asses to work and building a trust fund for them. But for the last two years, any and everything that has had something good attached to it about everything that's going on in Stanford was attached to the Anoa'i bloodline. Are, are so, you are you getting active this early, Spawn? Have, have you have yeah, you missed yes. have you yes, missed it this much? Wow! I have been I have been reading and listening to people say some of the stupidest shit in, that, on God's green earth since you've been out of commission. And damn it, we finna start setting this shit right right now. Word to the boys in Buffalo. Talk to them. You bitches <laughs> not finna sink this ship just because you got some type of shit going on, Come. yo. Come on. In your spirit. Come on. You're, going, you, you're not going to hear this right now, but you're going to hear it later. I'm telling you, just... just like, for real, like, you're not going <laughs> to sit here and try to sink this ship that we done built over the last... Look, Roman has carried you through the worst of times. And when Hell, I say we, worst of we, times, we, I don't mean financially. I mean the fact that yo, some of your shows are doing the worst ratings in the history of show. We have carried them through the worst of times. You don't believe it? Go check the socials. This is what I'm saying. So everybody's so fucking anxious to try to get all these belts off of Roman because all of a sudden he's been rewarded for his years of hard work by getting a contract with less less dates, less bullshit dates so he can spend time with his children. And, that, and that's Not what so he can fuck off so he can spend time with his five children. And I feel uncomfortable telling people how many children he has. But because the story has grew legs and wings and ran down the street till it could take off and fly in the fucking air, now we know this type of shit. Man, drive it don't it. matter why he got less dates. He fucking earned them. Drive, Shut up. Drive this car, man. God damn. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like, for real. Like, let him work the big five pay-per-views. Shut up. <laughs> He gon' he does TV to set up all his pay per view matches. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's gonna be the name of the show. <laughs> it's so like, fitting. It's so fitting too. You know, oh, you it's know so what fitting. I'm like I just I like that shit unnerves me, and they and it only happens when the talent in question has a slightly different pigmentation. We only point them kind of fucking fingers when the person in question has slightly different pigmentation. We didn't we didn't really hear that shit about Brock as much. And Brock would literally work this four dude, times a this, year. This dude was a champion and had less title defenses than the number one contenders combined had matches throughout one whole year. So his entire reigns since 2014 up to, doom, doom. Up to <laughs> hey, hey, from 2014 up to 2021 had a total combined reign that was less than any number one contender had matches throughout any year that they had. That, come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. Legend of Beast <laughs> The Undertaker at WrestleMania 30 is just shocking. Oh, damn. They really decided to do it. Oh, shit. Is The Undertaker done? WrestleMania 33, Reigns beats The Undertaker in the main event of WrestleMania. Oh, fuck. They're just giving him everything. Uh, this is such a fucked up push. He doesn't deserve this. Why? 
Oh, funny, funny. Tell me why. Fu- funny, you should mention WrestleMania 30 because that's the whole reason why I mentioned 2014. Because that's where everything stopped, literally on a dime. You can't even go back to when he wanted to have Monday Night Raw featuring Brock Lesnar as as the catalyst. It was 2014. I was like, you know what? I ain't got to show up for this shit. I'm just saying, for everybody trying to take these belts off Roman Reigns, like, where are you going to put them? Where are you going to put them that's going to generate the type of money, the how, type of interest? How do you want better, Suave? You had Saturday night's main event maybe twice a year. You had WrestleMania once a year up until 88 mm-hmm. when you finally got Survivor Series. Royal, Royal Rumble was originally a free event on the USA Network. Of course. This is the good try Terry era. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. If you've been watching wrestling for longer than six months, then you fucking know that seeing the world champion on whether it's cable television or free television, that's a treat, first of all. Not just a treat. It's a squash match. A treat, a squash match, squash match, and a rare occasion. And and on, on and on the on the rare occasion it wasn't a squash a squash match. You had people like Good Try Terry taking on Big John Studd and winning by disqualification. Like, how many times did you tune in to Wrestling Challenge at eleven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and see Hulk Hogan wrestling a job match? I will say it to my dying day: the best match ever on Wrestling Challenge was Re- uh, Randy Savage versus uh, versus. Uh, uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat when that fucking uh, ring bell went through Steamboat's throat. See? <laughs> you know what? That, that's a tournament. Like, if we really get in our bag for real, that's a tournament. The greatest match in the wrestling challenge history. Oh, oh so, uh, sidebar. I was wormholing because you got me on some old school shit last week. I, I came across, I keep telling people about uh, NWA Worldwide, and it came, yeah. a, it came across a... Uh, a vignette with uh, David Crockett and Pistol Pez Watley the, <laughs> the the week the week that he turned on uh, 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 Jimmy Valiant because they you know they were a tag team forever and Jimmy Valiant came out in the middle of Pez's interview and said Pistol Pez Watley the best you know he had that that real deep <gasps> asthmatic ass yeah. gasp. The, uh, the best, the that, best black southern, athlete in the world, the, Daddy. The southern, ba- southern black Baptist preacher inhale, oh, the, aka the Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a dream. <gasps> That's fucked up. That's totally fucked up. I'm sorry. I apologize. Anyway. The only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace. Um, that's a fact. And uh, anyway, I I, I saw that because it, it was the way that Piz Wiley turned from jive jive talking some bitch to what you say about my mama after he said the word black and beat the brakes off of uh, Jimmy Value and cut his ponytail off. <laughs> Just ugh. right, like yeah, then, you walking out there with no shirt on and some and some khakis and you happen to have a pair of shears in your back pocket. Like what you what you what you doing with your life? <laughs> He was cutting his own hair in the locker room before this shit started. You had you had shears in your back pocket getting dressed. You get halfway dressed. David Crockett says, "Hey, come come talk to me for about forty five seconds." <laughs> you Young hear Brutus Beefcake. You hear the he word was on his way out of the town. You hear the word black, and that was a that was a rap for you. <laughs> That's the one that did it. Right. right. <laughs> Yo, all right. Uh, I tried, I, I tried to watch Mid. I tried to watch Mid Atlantic. That it didn't work out. 
<laughs> just because like the structure it just that early because oh so if you jump on the cock pause and pull up <laughs> the, mid-atlantic the it starts from like season nine episode 37 or some shit and like i tried to watch from there just to you know get a vibe it never all the way connected other than the shit i saw that just completely fucked me up like first first fucking episode it's ricky ricky's it's rick steamboat's not even ricky the dragon it's rick steamboat in short tights his tag team partner i don't even give a fuck who they were wrestling i don't even remember <laughs> but his tag team partner looking like sam houston senior jake roberts I have never seen Jake Roberts in a fucking track, like a windbreaker track suit jacket, a cowboy hat, short tights, and what looks like Dustin Rhodes slash Barry Windham type boots. People be forgetting. Fucked, people, fucked me up. People be forgetting Jake Roberts is part of the original Legion of Doom. Right, but this wasn't even that this guy. Is that this was is before. Bo- <laughs> this, is, this is this is pre-yoga pants. <laughs> So like some of that stuff was cool to see, but the the like I got to see Abdullah the Butcher fuck up somebody. I think he had jumped get, on Wahoo get, with Daniel. Gig them shit. on syndicated television, bro. Yeah, and they they put the fucking like reverse color effect, like you like you on acid, so it wouldn't show the blood. And I was like, wow. Oh, the uh, the the, pol- the polarizer. <laughs> Yes, this is next level editing. <laughs> but like those moments are like there you get one or two every episode, but like watching it, you either got to be on supplies or with a group of people that all that, that would be some shit we would use for like um uh live from the cheap seats. Which we do need to knock out a couple more. Episodes. Oh man, yes we do. Definitely need to do that. But so I switched up and I found I uh, went uh World Championship Wrestling. That's more my vibe. The uh, that's what the, I the, re- not not, yeah. not WCW the organization, but World Championship Wrestling the show. Yes, where you get where you know JJ Dillon they they couldn't they're cutting the promo is TV studio with the the all the world flags hanging above the ring as a studio <laughs> TV audience and they're cutting promos by the white set with the screen stuck into it. <laughs> That's, that's Tony Schiavone with the super long silver mic with the red sponge. That is one of the most iconic TV sets ever. Facts. Just all of the presentation of that program, I like that better. So if I'm going to binge watch any throwback shit that just kind of is ambiance for when I'm doing whatever, that's going to be it. <laughs> uh, but to summarize with this whole Roman Reigns thing, you're not getting what the fuck you asked for. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to stand for it. We're not taking these belts off, Roman. And if you're mad about it, suck it. <laughs> Got two words for you. Yo, two speak, words. Speaking of A&E, A&E, A&E is active. Listen, whatever whatever the uh the WWE network had planned with going to going to the CAC. Uh <laughs> the CAC. And, and and the shows that we lost in during that transition, A&E is doing a damn good job of picking up some quality content. Like Sundays between 6 p.m. Central or Eastern and, and midnight Eastern is can't miss WWE programming on Sunday nights. Like that shit is amazing. Um, the the e- even the talking smack or, or or smack talk as it's called is uh, is pretty de- is a pretty decent watch. The, now that uh, I have not attempted to watch yet. The the round table with Freddie Prince Jr. and Cody like uh, rivals 
Like that's that's good because who who better to talk about the psychology of professional wrestling than than Dusty Rhodes' son? Like, like all bullshit aside, like say what people can say what they want to about Cody, but for them to bring him back and immediately put him into shows like this is is perfect for him because he's a student of the game and he he tries his damnness to be a model that is like the 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 left behind if you will of his if you will of his father if you will fruit of his loins <laughs> baby <laughs> thwack him baby uh, <laughs> thwack him that's how I go oh, putting man. up shots baby thwack him I, I swear if he was still here I would have to get a, uh, a cameo just for him to say thwack him baby <laughs> <laughs> Dream, we need some drops right quick. Hey, I got here's you. The, here's the here's the script list. Suave, suave. Is it suave or is it suave? Is it like smooth, Miss, if you will. Miss the Burgundy. <laughs> Miss the Burgundy. Wood. Oh, I, it, it's Sorry. hard. It's hard. It's hard for me to mess up wood. Such an easy name. Ooh. Do they <laughs> knock on you? <laughs> you, you, you don't, they don't run through you not plural it's singular sorry bro <laughs> oh, oh sorry. let me stop let me stop yo he, here's what I was going to tell you earlier what did you this is some shit you, you, that you probably haven't seen yet but uh, it came it came out uh, earlier today you know the WWE quarterly earnings call happened to be today ah okay the biggest thing that came out of the call was the fact that Raw and SmackDown could possibly have new homes. Oh? Do you have any inkling of where they could be talking about the new home for Raw and SmackDown being? Um, just take just take a wild guess. If you if you get it wrong, it's fine cuz I'm about to read you this quote. ESPN Plus. Damn, you're close. Here's what Nick Khan said. Quote. Uh oh. We've been saying on these calls for many months that we believe Netflix is looking to enter the live space. Bitch. We got confirmation. Yeah. We got confirmation of that this past quarter when Netflix made a bid for the rights for Formula One. We believe Netflix's appetite for live programming will increase, will only increase after the introduction of their ads here. They desperate. As we all know, the strongest CPMs are those sold against live programming. I mean, this makes perfect sense. Netflix, Netflix needs, not could use, needs an infusion of content to help them not lose more subscribers because they done started to try to get stiff and real, you know, rigid with they, with they practices, and it's turning people off. We're canceling shows that people like because you're doing a bunch of the shit Stanford was doing before, before the regime changed. Now, before we get too lost in this, and people like start wondering, like, what the fuck are they talking about? CPM. CPM is a is an industry acronym that stands for cost Google per thousand it. impressions. It's the equivalent of a cost per point. So, if you're selling advertising against live programming on an over-the-top medium, mm -hmm. you have a higher probability to make more money when you're running in that type of environment. 
Mm -hmm. Who better than someone that already has anywhere from two point, and I'm saying now because of the new regime and the proof that we have in these ratings, two, two, 2.1 to 2.5 million viewers on Mondays and Fridays and the tens of millions of people, I'm sorry, the hundreds of millions of subscribers nation, uh, worldwide, the tens of millions of Netflix subscribers nationwide. Find me somebody that doesn't have Netflix, whether it's theirs or somebody else's, and I'm gonna find you somebody that doesn't have internet. Who better than Canyon? Nobody. Nobody. Hey. Netflix, that's not the answer I was expecting, but damn. <laughs> which which is like, I didn't think Netflix was really going to look into getting into the live content space. However, they kind of, they need it like more than a lot of people. Like, oh, who's got shit. live sports? That's their whole shit. So they getting their bag off of that. Suave. Yo. Oh, my God. Uh, keep talking. I'm about to send you a text. I can't talk about it on the air, but I need to send you this because it's going to tie into a future show very, very soon. Holy That's shit, this game just changed. I bet. But yeah, um, Netflix, I mean, like I said, they need it. Like, you can't live off Dave Chappelle alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> you say, man cannot live off bread alone. Man Netflix, Netflix cannot, cannot live, live off, off Dave, Dave Chappelle, Chappelle alone. alone. <laughs> like that's like, that's a bar. Go, <laughs> like for real, that's what I do. You know, bar. Check your but, phone. Uh, check your phone. I, I want your reaction in real time because you know uh, where I'm going with this. Ha! Finally, <laughs> finally Has come back. Yeah, straight like that. We on it. Hey Jen, we're gonna be calling you. <laughs> facts, facts. I need to. I need to get you up on some stuff. Yeah, facts. <laughs> Damn, we got a road trip then. When is this? September. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll just leave that right where it is. You, you driving, so we got it. Hey, I'll hey, be look, I, we need to check the date on uh on Tony one of Tony Snow's shows. I just saw him put a flyer up for. It. I might be able to do a two for one. Um, so that's a whole other conversation. Shut one up, Tony Snow. We know we at you, and get well soon, brother. He just had surgery yesterday too, so get well soon. We we at you. Um. Man, oh that oh that just with the news oh, I got today. Yeah, there's an after party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fuck, fucking mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. So I don't even need to check the other flyers. Now, Two for one anyway. And we we might we you know what, Suave? Yo, you want you want to get the stage? I mean, we there. Tell Ricky gas up the pacer. Tell Ricky Blaine Sway gas up the pacer. We finna just go down here and crash some shit. I got a, I got a feeling. I got a, uh, I got, I, I got a feeling. That's the, that's not the message I really wanted to get this time of night, but I'm glad I saw it. All right, so back, back on task is woo, woo, swap. <laughs> Things done changed this side. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, but yeah, um. Yeah, Netflix is was drowning as far as the the in the court of public opinion. They have condemned Netflix for shit they've done because the price keep going up. 
and you're not seeing an increase in went value. Up. Right. Now with us, price went up because the quality went up. <laughs> or the opportunity went up. Netflix just going up. It's like, oh, bitch, you ain't going to cancel it. I dare you. You ain't going to do it. Fuck it. $12.99. $15.99. Now, if you want to watch the shit in HD with 4K on three screens, $17.99. And we finna get to 20 And you ain't gave me shit extra but a couple of stand-ups. And, and, and what people don't understand is... You, can't, you canceled the get down. <laughs> it takes a fucking year and a half to get a new season of Ozark. And which is which is now done, right? What what else is even remotely dope on there? It be it be Karate, karate Kid. Karate Kid is coming back uh, three months oh. sooner than usual. I will give Cobra him credit Kai. for that. Yep, yep. Three months sooner than usual. That because that's supposed to be in the next week or two. And that's typically something you binge watching a weekend. Which, which th- yeah, we we watched that shit two New Years in a row. You see what I'm saying? Uh, season three of Umbrella Academy's been. Uh, September 9th for uh for Cobra Kai. Okay, cool. But um yeah, just But I don't even know what else is like the only other thing I'm looking forward to is because it's something that we watch as a family is uh is uh Jenny and Georgia. Okay. Then But but that daughter. but shit, we're talking about almost a year and a half from that, from like when when that one first dropped. Right. My daughter watches uh fam- the show Family Reunion with um that's yep. One of the, that Mary sisters and Loretta Devine, but she she don't care about new episodes. She'll watch the old ones back again. She you know at that age they don't care. Who is this? So who I, is this Hammonegger? Right. <laughs> like it's just the shit is crazy. Like we sitting here struggling to name content from Netflix that we like, and we we both paying for Netflix subscriptions. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like me, it's, meanwhile, Stars has can't cancel TV. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. 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 You feel people are getting star subscriptions just to watch a season or two of their favorite shows and then cancel that shit. Uh. <laughs> they just I do they, and I, they, and I they, do they, want to talk some shit about the NFL network, but I won't because it'll it, it'll become an entanglement with some shit that you that's close to you. Uh oh. Oh shit! But but, uh, but just just know that you it, it depending on the way that you gain access to the NFL Network, it may or may not work until your uh, Sunday ticket activates. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to watch preseason games, you can't because Sunday ticket's not active yet. When yep. Sunday ticket becomes active, then you get the full full scale access into the NFL. Network. Well, that that has nothing to do with the NFL and more to do with the quote-unquote home stations for those teams for instance dallas cowboys is an nfc team so in historically speaking the nfc deal is on fox the uh, afc deal is on cbs Mm -hmm. however the official station of the cowboys is the dallas cbs affiliate so they say so all the preseason games are going to be either on that station or on their sister station, which is an independent. Then if you go into the regular season, the only games that you're going to get on CBS may be one or two regular season games. And if they're in the off year where NFC happens to have the game uh, with the AFC and on CBS, then you might get the Thanksgiving game for the Cowboys. Other than that, 
we're talking like out of eight games in a regular season, now nine games in a regular season that could be potential uh, potential home games. Well, it's still eight because it's still sixteen games. No, it's still it's seventeen games, right now. Seventeen. Yeah. So nine games that are nine home games on the uh, in the potential season. I might have to Google that because they might have snuck that 18th in there on us for this season. Like it was supposed to be like a gradual increase. Yeah, but still, but either way, if it's nine games, only three of them are on the home station here in Dallas. Like that makes absolutely no sense. But anyway, I say that to say this: that preseason games don't matter to the NFL because they're not they're 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 technically quote unquote not sanctioned games. Yeah, we're, we're they're seven, scrimmages. We're still at 17. Okay. 17 games over 18 weeks. There you go. All right. Um, where are we at? Um, Killer Cross. USA wants their own champion for Monday nights. And and that's that's further dealing with what they're talking about with, you know, basically taking a belt or both belts off Roman. And I'm like, I get the idea that you do, that Rock versus Roman doesn't need a title involved. But at the same time, does it hurt? We we realize it does it doesn't hurt for it not to be for the title. But I mean, we're does a, it hurt if it is? We're in a different era where, especially now, literally a different era with Triple H at the helm. And <laughs> look at that pun. Um, <laughs> and you have uh, Man Helmsley era, undisputed era. I mean, it's literally like Triple H is 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 at is at the top of the uh, of the pecking order in terms of the on screen viability of the product that we watch. Right. He's a purist, so he doesn't mind hearing the buzzwords that we heard this week, such as wrestling wrestler, uh, shunning the shit like sports entertainer. Like, if we're gonna have a pay per view, the largest one of the year. With the biggest box office attraction in the world, who became a household name in this organization, fighting his cousin. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you do it for the biggest prize in the game if you're a purist? Because as a purist, you're going to book the championship match either the very first match or the very last match. So, Pete, let me let me help people further understand why you shouldn't be taking belts off Roman before this WrestleMania for all the reasons you just said, but here's the other curveball. When you have the biggest box office office attraction in the world being the rock face to face with the biggest box office attraction in professional wrestling being his cousin, Joe Oai, AKA Roman Reigns. People who don't watch wrestling any other week of the year will watch wrestling for the build for this match and then that number may double to watch it. (laughs) The actual match itself. We know under no circumstances will this this match do anything other than close night two. Period. This part we know. Absolutely, period. So when you have this many eyes locked on WrestleMania 39 in Hollywood, why would you want your world championships to be anything less than the main 
main main event and we're talking around the eight o'clock hour on a sunday you do you feel what i'm saying to you right now look i would love to see cody versus seth four but i don't give a fuck about that being for the championship and rock versus roman is the next night suave for those who are unable to attend in sofi stadium how much is it going to cost them to lay eyes on just Roman Reigns versus The Rock? Which you think it's going to cost? $4.99. So now you tell me, okay, I don't have to spend travel, accommodations, uh, uh, car service, you know, whatever, plus concessions to see this 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 literally should be once in a lifetime. I don't think you get a series out of this. Less than a pack of cigarettes. You get to you watch f- you the biggest me? match in the history of this business. You can't get a combo meal for less than this. Or, or, the fuck, like, bruh. You you want you want to watch this? Or you want a biggie bag? What you gonna do? You want this four piece nugget? Or you what you gonna do, fam? Like even even with the taxes, it's cheaper than your biggie bag. Uh, you got that bag. Biggie bag. Like, bro, this shit is this shit is a no brainer. So with all these extra eyes, and yes, there are casual fans mixed up up in this, Fuck and em. you know you know how we feel about the casual fan. But, but you what also if want to- this is also the one weekend where they get a pass, even from us. Because it's WrestleMania. It's, it's WrestleFuckingMania, man. It's a name brand. <laughs> you don't even have to have it be WWE. If WWE were to go away and this became a, a different organization, and they WrestleMania, kept the, the, that name is that got name stamps is a, on it, man. It, it can it, <laughs> it can make any organization once a year. What Frank Lucas say? They know. They know that name. If they don't know, if they don't know you any better than they know the chairman of General Mills, <laughs> that's a brand name. Blue Magic. <laughs> Put a collar on it. Call it Blue Dog Shit. Just don't let me catch you out here infringing. <laughs> I don't like these words. Oh, <laughs> uh, and through all of this, all of this. Um, celebratory talking about the E which which we haven't done in quite some time here we are with a (laughs) with oh god swab a Pontiac Bonneville that's part of a backstage camera shot (laughs) damn (laughs) bruh (laughs) google it and see what that looks like for those of you who are not aware a Pontiac Pontiac Bonneville B-O-N-N-E V-I-L-L-E Bonneville listen Dexter Loomis was already a fool. He a whole fool for this one. You, I, who, what year was it? That probably was like a ninety nine or two thousand because it was one of the last years they actually yeah. made the Bonneville. But you back, you're backstage at the WWE live televised event with a Pontiac Bonneville, bro. And it, I would dare say it's a two thousand. No car says serial killer like a Pontiac Bonneville. <laughs> it, like it's so fucking indescript. Like 
Yeah, it's one of those cars. Like if you see it and you don't know that it's, it's a, a Pontiac 90 Bonneville, nine, bro. I'm gonna show you. you I'm gonna show you a picture <laughs> of a '99. You're gonna be like, "Yep, that's the one." I'm looking at it. <laughs> That's how I'm. That's how I'm describing it. Oh. If you don't know, you're looking at a Pontiac at the time. You could mistake that for like four other cars. But that was the first thing I saw. And I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm looking at this. That's this, I had to cock my head. I'm like, is that a Bonneville? <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> oh shit! But Dexter Loomis came out uh, last week. Um. Of course, they they pulled the same thing they pulled on Matt Hardy when Matt Hardy technically wasn't signed and it was coming at edge from the crowd where they didn't announce his name. The crowd saw him. So they doubled down this week um, during the match with AJ Styles and and Bobby Lashley with Champa and and, uh, Miz coming out to the ring. Mind you, Champa and Miz were also involved last week when he he was making his way to the ring from the crowd. And you see a man with an all-black on with a hoodie and the hoodie comes off and you realize that this man's head is shaved, which you already knew it was Samuel Shaw, a.k.a. Dexter Loomis. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's interesting for sure to see what, what they're going to do with this. But they're obviously keeping him with the same crazy gimmick he's had now in three different brands. Impact, NXT, and now Monday Night Raw. I think, I really think Sam Shaw has had a conversation about what he wants Dexter Loomis to be this time around, and they're taking more of that approach because some things about it in NXT just didn't work. It worked for the old Stanford, but if you're going to have a character that actually matters, you're going to have to approach that character differently. I know it's sort of half-assed, you know, based off Dexter but you're gonna have to add a little you're gonna have to add some small tweaks some, for some, it to really yeah, work some depth yeah and and the one thing you're gonna have to do to to increase his character depth is to put a belt on him you can't he can't just be protecting the belt he needs he need for credibility purposes in my opinion he needs a championship and the US championship doesn't do it for me with him the intercontinental does, I mean the intercontinental does, championship for me does it for me does he need a belt or does just does he need like consistent side missions? <laughs> I, I'm not mad if he doesn't get it. I'm just saying I just I I personally think that, you know, just, just a little validation. It can't hurt. I mean, cause cause at this point putting putting world championships on people who don't speak. Like the <laughs> yeah, fuck you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely the fuck not. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I don't speak English. Worked? Hey, look, we had a plan for him, and they fucked that up. Exactly. (laughs) But fucking Dex... uh, I just want to call him Dexter so fucking bad. But, um... Yeah, like, with... For Loomis, like, that shit, it ain't the same. Because, like, you're doing that, like, stoic, almost, um... What was... What was his fucking name? What was... What was Dan... The character Dan Spivey played... In like ninety four, ninety five. Oh, uh, uh, oh, if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't have just said Waylon Mercy. Mercy. Yeah, <laughs> like Waylon Mercy talked. Like Waylon Mercy is the nucleus that birthed the first version of Bray Wyatt. If we just gonna keep it a thousand. I mean, okay. <laughs> so I mean, like no. So I I won't say make him world champion. Like everybody, everyone. Are, Triple H's kids that he regains custody of, they all can't be world champion. 
They all it's just impossible. They all can't be. It's gotta be one. Maybe two, but I'm not in a position where I'm gonna tell anybody to forsake our tribal chief. Take this as your daily acknowledgement. This is your daily acknowledgement. And fuck might, is, what fuck it, is we doing? It might I add a whole lot of fucking gang shit. Like, yeah, just I, you need to start building somebody. That's what you need to do. Talk to me when someone's been properly built. Cause I don't want no fucking flash fluke victory to get belts off of Roman or some convoluted ass idea where you have a three-way and he doesn't lose or you do the shit from what WrestleMania 2000 and it's two out of three falls and each fall is for a different championship like you just gonna find any way possible to fuck Roman out of these titles stop what you're doing quit what you okay USA wants a champion how about you fuse these two mid-card titles or hell, how about you do what you've been doing? Push the United States Championship and make it the main event of every fucking week of Raw. Listen, fuse the mid-card titles, put that as your main championship on Raw. But what would you call that championship, though? I don't fucking care. <laughs> I, I, I like it. <laughs> you can call it, bitch, the Bucky's Rest Stop oh, International no. Grand Prix no. Championship. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Just don't be over here trying to rearrange shit at the Anawahi household. We, what are you, why, why? Do you not like money? <laughs> like, if you got some type of personal gripe against money, I think you need to take that up with dollars. Hey. <laughs> don't just be trying to sabotage the shit we done built. We trying to get to a thousand plus days. Fuck is you saying? Oh, man. Yo, uh, fucking dirt bags. Uh, on on to bigger and better. Uh, your your man's your man's Robert Van Demethen is <laughs> is out is out here active talking about how he wants to have a run uh, with with a uh, with a particular somebody that we've already already proposed once before. What it do? He wants to do a tag team with Rat Riddle. We told you this shit two years ago. <laughs> I'm I'm tired. I am fucking tired of being pistol whipped for our ideas. <laughs> All these major fucking publications and, and so-called reputable media sites, and we keep getting peeled for shit. <laughs> Don't even get a shout out. Like, just post a link at the bottom of the fucking story. For more, for more recipes, follow Broken Pencils. <laughs> <laughs> at Broken Missile BC on all everything. things on all things social. That's at Broken Missile BC on what? Everything. <laughs> everything. Every everything. damn thing. Holy I'm shit. Of, I'm sick of the disrespect. <laughs> it, just, it won't stand. I'm s I am sick of the disrespect. But he he did say that he oh, he wants to have his last match against. He said he wants to have his uh, last match against uh, Bobby Lashley. Um, wait, what? Yeah, RVD. Rob, Rob Van Dam versus Bobby Lashley. Keep in mind, Bobby Lashley isn't didn't didn't Bobby Lashley beat RVD for the yeah, ECW championship? You know what? I'm not sure. I'm almost yeah. positive. WWECW is something that I have stricken. Oh so, yeah, so yeah. I forgot. Years. I forgot. Suave. I forgot. Even though that's that that is definitely in your wheelhouse. That it was out of your out of your uh, your brain's price range because. 
you had checked out. <laughs> it just, I mean, I, I tried. I really did, but they didn't give me anything to work with. They had a fucking zombie. And I'm like, this is some shit that, like, under special circumstances. Oh, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't Bobby Lashley. It was Big Show who he lost to. Okay, I was, I was finna say. That's how you knew it died. <laughs> and and no, for real, it's not a slight to Big Show at all. No. Because at this point, like Big Show had really found his character. Like he was, he, he was huge, but he found himself as like the big nasty giant. Like, love that. But you put the ECW championship on a person who just didn't identify with the brand when your core audience of watching that show were people who watched ECW when it wasn't a WWE entity. So they're wanting Hammerstein Ballroom. Basically, everybody who tuned in to watch WWE ECW when it first relaunched were the same people who wanted One Night Stand to be the what they put out every week. And it just wasn't feasible. They weren't going to spend the money to have a dedicated venue to shoot the show in every week. You were going to get the same treatment that Rampage gets now following Dynamite or that WWE had done with SmackDown and 205 Live. It's just another show because you already have a crowd sitting there. So there's no there's no emotional investment. There's no extra creative put into it. It's just another hour of television. Now, this this brings up this brings me up back to something because Rob Van Dam naturally is semi-retired at this point. WWE Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, he, his last stint in professional wrestling was with Impact a couple years ago with his now wife Katie uh, Katie Forbes. CBD line. CBD line. I believe he has a strain out uh, of, of of the good good. Um, he, he definitely has like uh, supplies, papers, things of that nature. He's, he's giving papers out on national television. Is this strain called Frog Splash? <laughs> I wouldn't because it should be. I wouldn't be mad if it wasn't. If it's not, and then he comes out with one that is, I, we just want just some type of partnership that we can figure out how to both benefit. That's so, all I'm saying. Talk your shit, Swab. For a nominal fee, soon to be a phenomenal fee. We will slice off some of this broken pencil knowledge and put it on your plate. Phenomenally. Straight like that. Uh, oh, and then you need another strain called Van Daminator. So, so that brings. So I mentioned Big Show because that's who Rob Van Dam lost his ECW title to, WWE ECW title to. Uh huh. And then Rob Van Dam. And you and I had a conversation last week about the what what could be a real forbidden door, the potential of a real forbidden door. And the real forbidden door swings, bada bada swings, in all directions, including this the supermax. And there are people that are literally in a wasteland at the supermax right now. Even are though, keep, are we gonna keep calling it the Supermax because nah, I'm, the, the I'm, old warden is gone? Nah, I'm 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 really using that tongue in cheek. Um, are we gonna start calling it the foster home, <laughs> the orphanage? <laughs> yes, the Stanford, the, the Stanford, the Stanford orphanage. State or, orphanage. <laughs> Good God! So 
so the SSOB. So there are kids at the orphanage that, that aren't eating on a daily basis. Yeah, the top of that list is the tallest person on the roster, Omos. You can't do much with him at being seven foot, whatever the fuck, and four hundred pounds. I proposed that for a big man to get better, you put him with better big men. Who better to put him with than the Big Show? But you can't do that because Paul White is part of AEW. So if we're going to do things like open up a forbidden door, who better to put Omos with than the biggest big man in Big Show? How about this? How about this? Let's do a quick mixtape, Suave. People who are wasting away, and I'm I'm not going to include Impact because I have another conversation for them later on in the show. <laughs> okay. Um, and not not that they don't deserve it, but that I have a I have a different conversation for them for for you. So, give me off the top of your head, and I'll start with Omos. We can combine it. Let's do a quick EP. Give me five people from, and you can if you can use. Um, New Japan, if you want to, but five people actually make it six. I'll put Omos at the top of the list. Give me six, give me five people, six uh, including Omos, that can swing between brands freely, as part of a true test of the real Forbidden Door. Okay, um, Shinsuke Nakamura. Ooh, ooh, open. Why the fuck open? Will Ospreay. Kenny Omega. What? Wait, hold, hold on. With Kenny, you do you do you think that he would jump at the opportunity to swing the, the, the forbidden door to Stanford to the orphanage? I mean, for him to get like get a couple dream matches off, because if you send Kenny, if you send Kenny to Stanford, like the the contender list is fairly short. It's Seth. It's Seth. We're, we're two years removed from the biggest match that he could have had in his career, and that's with Triple H. That look, it's not gonna look right on camera. There, cause I, I so okay. You know how people when they do their their dream match cards between all these different promotions, and they always want to put Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns because they don't understand what that's gonna look like on camera. You can't. There's absolutely no way. It's not gonna look the way you think. Like him and Seth, that's pretty comparable. It, it looks, but you, it looks way better on the video game than it does on a live screen. Is what you're saying? Okay. What I'm saying is, <laughs> do this. Go back, go back, watch the watch this year's Royal Rumble, and you see the discrepancy in size between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Oh yeah. Seth Rollins might be bigger than Kenny Omega. Pause. He's definitely taller. See. And shit like that matters. Yes, because the WWE ring, the the, the the lights in the presentation are are designed to make people larger than life, especially people who are already larger than life. So, all right, so got, so we got so we got Kenny Omega, Will you, Ospreay, Shinsuke Nakamura, Omos. Who else we got? Give me two more. Walter. Ugh, that's oh, that's gross. Oh mm-hmm. man, it's gonna be a whole lot of bleeding. In fact, you know what? 
I want Valter as a floating member of the BCC. I want him to the inter brand member of the BCC. I am so over the BCC. <laughs> I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> I mean, bruh, we had this conversation almost weekly now. It's what they are versus, versus what, what we want. want them to be. <laughs> what we want them to be may never come. But what they are is a pi- <laughs> is a sitcom with a few too many episodes in season one. Ugh. Like the pilot was fire and then that light started to just everything that made it cool doesn't happen anymore regal doesn't cut a lot of promos people aren't getting slapped you're not it's just that brian danielson not being on television hurt this bad and then when you finally got him back on television you beat him you realized three months ago this motherfucker was the greatest character on television? And you didn't just beat him, you, you put him to not, sleep. Yeah, not name Roman Reigns. He's like the best, the absolute, he's the best professional wrestling character on TV, not name Roman Reigns. And yes, I had him ranked above Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is funny for different reasons. Yeah, he, he, he if you going back to the early episodes of this show, it was one a point in time where we couldn't stand his funky ass, and he turned that corner. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. He has worked his way back into good graces, and a lot of it started because he stopped talking on Twitter. It's amazing what happens when you. Jericho, <laughs> <laughs> Irvine. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You got your allergies acting up too. You, you need yeah, my, you need, man. This motherfucking ragweed is something awful. You need, you need a referral. <laughs> nah, I'm good. My my PCP is good. Gucci. <laughs> primary care physician. I'm not fucking with them hallucinogenics. And then what? We got one more. Give me one more, Suave. Jacob Fatu. Oh man. You know what? That, Cause, that's cause, a whole lot of fucking gang shit. That's a well-rounded list. So I'm gonna tell you why my top five is different from what you have the idea for for Omos. Now, I know, even though we haven't told the audience, your premise for putting Omos in that space is basically him being the Andre, the giant of this era where Andre just traveled the world working random different matches where he didn't lose, but he could also help, you know, boost the territory type situation. Like, and, you know, you were going to draw a house if Andre showed up. Yeah. You're, you're not, you're not just enhancing the, enha- uh, being enhanced by enhancement talent. You're enhancing the organization by, by enhancing the enhancement talent. You look more major league. If you can land that person type situation. Yep. Like Andre, the giant was the equivalent of a Lil Wayne feature in 2005. Can't miss. You knew you were getting radio spins if Wayne was on there. It don't matter what the song was about, who produced it, who rapping. If it's got a Wayne feature on it, it's going to get on radio at least once. Period. That's what Andre the Giant was. If Andre the Giant was on your match card, okay, sell out. Because you had never seen him. You can't water him down because you can't see him on TV all the time. Because that's the 70s and the early 80s. Omos, you can see every fucking week. Omos, you can see all up and down social media if you want to. Boy. It's different. So now people are going to want some type of inner... It's not just enough to see you. I got to be able to see you do something. And what we've come to the conclusion on is that Omos is... 
Apparently, according to people in charge, he is not at a place where you're ready to run forward with that concept. And mind you, he's a this is a product of the pandemic. He's only been around for two years. Facts. Facts. Now, we've seen people get pushed further, faster, with less experience. So it's not like you couldn't strap a rocket to him. But again, it's back to that thing we were talking about with pigmentation. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just part of, that's just the way it is. So with the list I have, you got... Who was the first one? Shinsuke. Shinsuke can work any style. You send him, you send him to, to New Japan, you know he can work out there because that's where he's from. You send him to AEW, super stupid pop. Everybody's going to love it. He can work the style that all the people like. He can work a strong style. Hell, if we just putting in, you know, uh, foreign exchange students into the BCC, you put him on the list too. Man. Because all he do is kick the shit out of people when you really cut him loose. <laughs> like he just he just put a look he put a little bit of comedy on it in the ring the the entrance is, is dripping with prince meets michael jackson boy but everything else is kicking you in parts of the body that don't break but they do bruise will osprey you can get an air show that's one of them people, if he, if he shows up in WWE, you finna go ahead and put him with Rico so they can go off the wall. You might get a match with Seth because of that shit that they did on Twitter a couple years ago. The, the, the opponents for people that size are limited once you take them out of their element. You're not wrestling teenagers anymore. You're wrestling full grown men who could have played other professional sports and some of them did. Mm. There's no way I'm gonna stand Will Ospreay up against Bobby Lashley. That shit's not gonna fucking work. It doesn't work as a wrestling match, and it doesn't work as a real fight because Bobby got real life hands. So you can't <laughs> sell me on the fact that that shit works. There's a limited number of people that you can make that happen with: Rico, Cedric Alexander, Musta Mustafa Ali. Give me another one. Ah. Uh... Mind you, if you wanted a part two to this list, those three would all be on the list. I mean, hell, what's what's uh what's what's my man? Uh, what's Walter's uh, guy? His his, his his handle? His handle? Ludwig? Yes, you can do it with him. Cash is oh no, I like to see him do some dream matches. Just there you go. Work the, work the circle one more time. Pause. Um, who was next on my list? Uh, yeah, Kenny. Same thing. Like Kenny's Kenny's bigger than Will, pause. But again, limited number of matches where it actually makes sense. Like these two people are comparable in height and weight. Cause there's a list of people. Like you can't put Kenny in there with the with the like top draws in the company. There's no way you could get a Kenny Omega versus Brock Lesnar match. You won't. I mean, you you you'd be lucky to be able to pull off a Miz match. Brock would smear him. The only real like, you you'd be lucky to be able to pull off like the story would be great because Miz could Miz, Miz could talk the story up. That is since you mentioned Miz Maxwell, that's who that's a forbidden door like traveler. If you really wanted to kick up some dust, I'm not ready to start talking about Max again until probably another two or three episodes. Why? Tony should be talking about Max. He's talking about everything else. Man, Pinnacle Pinnacle needs to reunite and be the real life DX. 
like something. like the the whole like we're we're taking the belts and like as FTR best tag team in the fucking world. Like him and the Usos need to go ahead. Like that that needs to be a forbidden door matchup for the ages this year. Survivor Series, book that shit. Um, we also need uh, Wardlow. Um, I would love to see Wardlow Roman Reigns, but Roman would my, my, my dog spit the dog shit out of fucking Wardlow because he's because he's young, and it's rightfully so. But Max coming back as the mouthpiece for all of these guys, and and not to mention they all can talk. They don't need anybody else. Just them four. That's it. Like that's that should be coming out of all in. That should be the talk that we should be having. But speaking of AEW, let's because we, we can we can talk about the mixtapes and fantasy booking all night long. Let's let's move on. Here's a here's a good piece that you just sent me as it relates to <laughs> your friend and ours. One of the mm-hmm. one of the greatest minds in the history of this business, arguably the greatest. Eric Bischoff has made some noise. Wait, arguably the great. Arguably, yes. arguably, I'm not saying he is, but some we people would ha- we would have to argue about the arguably part. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely fucked up the business. You see, but there was some there was some high points. I mean, he he's got he absolutely has some things that he has contributed that make sense on a level that they should never be uh, taken for granted. But the same way the bag was run up, it was just as quickly it, fucked off. It was definitely fucked off the same way. His was protected. It's like, it's like going to Vegas and hitting a hot streak and not knowing when to get up from the table. Well, he knew when to get up from the table with his money. With his? <laughs> yeah. With his money, just his money. But we're not talking about just his money. It's pretty, it's pretty goddamn smart if you ask me. That, that Again, arguable. Arguable. Anyway, let me read this quote that you sent me. And this is via right. Shaq Wrestling. AEW is, super meaningful, is a super meaningful alternative to WWE. Let me, let me stop right there. Tony Khan has been flying off at the handle every week for about the last six weeks referring to WWE as their quote-unquote competition. Using those words, their competi- our competition or the competition. So that here, here's, the, here's the context. Back to Eric Bischoff. But the point is, Tony Khan refers to WWE as competition. Tony, wake the fuck up. You're not competition. You have not taken on, taken any market share. Your audience is not growing on TV, and there is not even a comparison in terms of a financial perspective, in terms of revenue generation. So exactly, how are you competitive? He's booking like a 14-year-old who would have had a, a, who have a lot of toys and things he can play with, but I'm not seeing story. What we we've seen the AEW audience call it a story, but it's not. It's an excuse for having a super match or a dream match. If his goal is to really compete with WWE, he needs to look at what's go what's working in WWE in terms of the storytelling and the format perspective. He's going to wake up one day and realize that being being a dirt sheet booker and catering to the internet wrestling community is a wonderful thing because your name is on the internet all the time but aew is not going to grow beyond that point or beyond the point that it currently exists 
because you're only serving a small portion of the audience. You're not reaching out uh, to the broader audience. Not everyone breathes, sleeps, and eats wrestling, you know. The internet audience does, but there's more. I don't want to say passive, but a less committed viewing audience out there that's really important. Eric Bischoff, Le- go ahead. Less committed. Casual? We are, You know we <laughs> built a brand off fuck the casual fan. Like that's that's our mantra around this bitch. But he contradicted his own statement at the very end. Yep. A less committed viewer. I understand for TV rating purposes, you may want to expand the entertainment value, possibly get more structure in your creative, pick some stars. You need stars, professionals, and the future. Everybody else needs to go to YouTube. Let me give try you. To, try to try to fight for a spot on Rampage. Wednesday nights, you need the stars, the professionals, and the future. Let me give you <clears throat> the definition of the word casual. All right. Relaxed and unconcerned. Not regular mm-hmm. or permanent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing about that sounds like someone you want to retain. <laughs> casual. <laughs> that's that's like the whole cat. Like, okay, you put casual in front of a whole bunch of shit and it changes the whole meaning and makes it, you know, taboo. Casual fan. Casual listener. Casual sex. Have you ever had a woman tell you, I don't want to have casual sex with you? That's usually because... <laughs> She trying to she she needs you to go ahead and draft her, or vice versa. <laughs> Uncommitted. <laughs> you want people who are committed because we are in the business of what? Making money. How are we making money by selling pay per views? In 2022, you are getting people to pay fifty dollars a whop <laughs> to watch pay-per-views under this current model and he is what double tripled the value of the company in less than four years doing that and you gonna try to tell me i need to switch shit up for a casual boy fuck you (laughs) if boy fuck you was a fucking statement this is this is this is one time where i actually have to side on like I don't agree with all the shit that Tony Khan says, but he doesn't have this, this statement here doesn't make anything that Tony Khan said less relevant. And that's oh, the okay. whole point that you make when you when you make statements like this. Your goal is to make is to minimize the things that you said in the past to make them less relevant. This doesn't do that. All right, so so peep this. Say you do add air quotes casual fan. You start you get your ratings back into the twos and. Whatever. So basically, you're doing back two and a half million viewers. Back into the twos. Wishful thinking. But <laughs> introduced into the twos. <laughs> either or. You get to a 2.5, you're doing, you know. Numbers. Two and a half, three million people a week. But that's, but when it's time for pay-per-view, like, they'll watch all the free shit. They'll watch Rampage. Well, they don't watch Rampage because it's too late on Friday. And they're casual, so they out doing shit. It's not appointment television for them, but they will watch on Wednesday because they ain't got shit going on. They got to go to work in the morning. But when it comes pay-per-view time, they ain't buying that shit. 
they they might stream it if they actually like the content, but they ain't spending fifty bucks on it. <laughs> certainly, and certainly not in a situation. They, they okay, you might get one person who buys it and does like the old school fight party where everybody else just chips in five to kind of offset the cost. Each individual home is not purchasing that event. So say you grow to three million, but you still have that dedicated three hundred thousand that's been buying these pay per views. You do so you go from what because they're typically what a hundred fifty thousand buys or so. Uh, yeah. By the door, Google's on that. But let's let's say you get ten percent of three million, three million total viewers because you got these casuals in here, and you get now you got three hundred thousand people buying pay per views instead of one hundred fifty thousand. The bottom line is better, but you may have irreparably fucked up your product and alienated part of your core trying to reach for some motherfuckers who ain't really concerned about you. It's the it's the backpack rapper that goes and tries to do a crossover record and it bombs miserably. Because the label told you you needed to try to get you needed a bigger market share. You needed to get more artists. I mean, not more artists. You needed to get more fans. When all you really had to do was just do you and then buy an expensive feature. Don't make the crossover record. Make the make the record crossover to you. You don't go do a Whitney Houston record. You do your record and put Whitney Houston on it. <laughs> Oh man! So you, so what did you tell me again about smartest? What was that again about him? Arguably, <laughs> there's your argument right there. Oh, okay, okay. There's your argument. Oh, uh, he, he just got it out for Kano's. Like he really does, and I'm like, bro. And, and that's that. That's that's a different level of fuck you money because he did. They did business together, right? Which is why I'm like, <laughs> if if you gonna sit here and really be like, hey. A, you're going to say AEW is not competition which that is some shit that AEW started saying way back in the very beginning we're not trying to be competition we're trying to be an alternative so if you're going to be in that vein that you're going to be an alternative first of all Connors needs to stop talking about everything that comes from Stanford and start talking about the shit going on in Jacksonville yeah the word the word competition to AEW should be treated the same way Vince treated the word wrestling not mentioned and if it is mentioned, it should be only in brand name only. Like you should be AEWC, and the C should we're, stand for competition. We're we're in competition with ourselves. We're competing with last week, or or we're not. Yeah, that's it. Speak speak like speaking of speaking of. How about this one? How about this one, dog? More more Tony Khan shit. Hmm. This is according to where we at here. Ringside News. We have to we have to quote our sources on this. I mean, we try to be responsible journalists. Apparently, uh Buck Starkey has revealed that the documentation of having ownership for Tony Khan's Ring of Honor acquisition LLC is still appearing as Sinclair as the owner. How is this possible? So it looks like in, in April, 
Tony Khan ran Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor 15. Cool. But it's also saying that it should have been a mistake. Well, it was a mistake, quote unquote, that it was run. Starkey says, when I talked to Joe, he he said that ROH was sold in May. Tony, uh, Tony Khan ran Supercard of Honor in April as ROH acquisition. Tony didn't file for a business alias until June. Public records still tie Sinclair to Ring of Honor. That puts liability mm. on them for assets. Boy, a company who sold to its new owner a month after a pay-per-view that was used under the same premise and license that should have been under the new regime was technically under the old regime where no one from the old regime that had buying power paid for anything so you floated a show Mm -hmm. you floated a show because you wanted something to pop off Wrestlemania weekend you felt like that was your that was your that was going to be your fuck you to Wrestlemania weekend how about how about let me double down how about this if you floated one show that technically means the one in July didn't exist Death Before Dishonored Mm -hmm. that technically means that show didn't exist explain why I know why but explain it so if you have a company that's a that's a name right or or a brand that was bought and the paperwork isn't properly filed and the Uh and the aliases aren't guaranteed or secured Mm -hmm. you're calling it this is the equivalent of me calling uh this is the equivalent of me calling an ice cream sandwich a choco taco because klondike doesn't sell it anymore so you could just call anything a choco taco basically i just i i don't welcome to the choco Choco taco podcast infused with (laughs) hip-hop yeah like i don't understand why we're doing shit like this like what was the benefit of moving in such a way before your paperwork was really in order. Okay, blowing so, hard. It's just okay. blowing hard. You're, you're, you're a dragon. You're blowing hard. You're blowing hard. Of course. Let me ask you this, because I, I really want to give you an opportunity to shine on this. What is something that could have gone terribly wrong with either of these two Ring of Honor pay per views? because of the paperwork and the change of ownership not being complete what are two what are things that could have gone terribly wrong that would have completely fucked this up oh i can give you a few catastrophic injury for one okay so okay up to up, up, up to and leading to death tell me why though liability of the individual liability of the company falls on to the people who actually own it not to the person who's assuming the ownership so tony so, so tony Connors in the clear sinclair will be on the hook Meaning, so if any of this shit had happened in Brisco, in the Briscoes versus FTR one match, if anyone had actually fucked themselves off, it'd have been on Sinclair's dime. Yep. Regardless, who would have paid for it? it even if, even if Tony Khan would have paid for it, the the person, the recipient of said injury, could have sued Sinclair if they knew this situation. So there's one. <laughs> two. And then at some at some point, Conos would have been able to sue to recoup his whatever he spent. Two. The pay-per-view providers, 
i.e. fight and who anybody that did it internationally or anybody that actually did pay-per-view through uh, through a cable provider or satellite provider could have uh-huh. pulled the plug before the first match. Why? For the exact same reason I said before. Liability falls on the company that actually owns, not the individual who's claiming ownership. Okay. So Sinclair didn't file for the uh, for them file for the pay per view. Tony Tony Khan filed for the pay per view under the premise of AEW. He leveraged AEW. Oh, oh, there's even more because he's he's running AE. Uh, Keep going. Uh, he's running ROH talent under AEW's umbrella. Keep going. I want all of this. Come so he's on. so he's paying these talents through AEW's payroll, privately mm-hmm. owned company. So it's not a conflict of interest. It's fine that way. <laughs> The problem. Right. The problem is, though, you're representing a company that doesn't exist, so you don't have to do shit. Then there's that. <laughs> you technically don't have to do a motherfucking thing. All right. So, okay, I know you have more, but this just popped in my head. So I want to tell this to everybody who purchased, and this this includes us. We purchased tickets to be there live. I'm not going to speak about what the crowd looked like in there. That's not my job to say. Actually, it is our job to say, but we ain't got to tell everybody everything. Anybody who paid for that show via fight or however you got it, you paid a streaming service to watch it, you essentially paid a pay-per-view price to watch a Facebook live stream. Mm. When you really break all this shit down. like This is the most unauthorized, ill-advised shit of all time. And it's something that we've been teasing for quite some time, but it's also now becoming a uh, it, it's it's art imitating it's life imitating art. This is Herb Abrams' energy. So so basically, wait a minute, wait. Did Tony basically buy Ring of Honor on Afterpay and was out <laughs> flossing with the shit with the payment still pending? Nah, I I actually he so I I, I think. The uh, Supercard of Honor show was bought on Afterpay. Uh, it was it was funded through Afterpay. But the the uh, Death Before Dishonor show was essentially being run. He he broke. <laughs> Tell me that one went Afterpay too, or fifth, Zip, fifth, or Klarna, whichever one of y'all gonna cut the check. Hold on, in in the in the interest of the 50th anniversary of hip hop. <laughs> he ran the orange cord down the block, plugged that bitch in, opened up the doors, and had a fucking party. <laughs> this motherfucker running a block party off parks off park electricity. How how is a company that doesn't exist gonna buy renters insurance? Yeah, because you gotta insure the built in the building. So there's a lot of fucking liability. Okay, so what if in the Bandito Jonathan Gresham match, Bandito overshoots on a fucking plancha and lands in the first row and <sighs> concusses three people? Who pays for it? Uh, it's Sinclair. Ultimately, Tony 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 Khan can hit the hand. But Sinclair he can, but he don't. But if he don't have to, will he? Because look, okay, yeah, we 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 know Conos is a fan. We've and, seen it with and, our and, own eyes. And he's smart. And he's smart enough as a businessman to to do that type of shit too. Because remember, he he actually owns a soccer team. 
that's what I'm saying. There's a difference between Kanos and Tony Khan. There are two different people. Kanos is a fucking fan. Kanos is extremely excitable. He enjoys professional wrestling. That He has a passion for it. Tony Khan has some asshole traits. Because when Tony Khan don't feel like fucking with you, he ain't. So, so let me get this right. The ROH World Television Champion has been working injured since re- since getting the belt for a company. Even though he's getting paid from another company, mm-hmm. he's he's injured for a company that doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My head yeah. hurt. My head hurt. Well. <laughs> Uh, where else do we go here real quick? Oh, shit. Oh, fumbling in the bag. <laughs> oh, fumbling. So, so was that, was that, that's fumbling the Infinity Stone there, right? That would be considered fumbling in Infinity Stone. Like, I, I really hope this gets worked out. I hope Carlos ain't put himself in a bad position because, look, at this point, he might be the last hope for anything not coming out of Stanford because, like, Stanford has new life. Whether you want to buy into it right now or not, Stanford is Stanford's on some different shit right now. But as far as everything that doesn't take place in Stanford, he is the hood's last hope. If he fails or he falls on his face where he can't get up or meet the standing eight count, I don't think you're going to see nobody get that shot like he's getting it again. Mm. It's going to be that, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning action. You're going to have to earn a spot. Like, they ain't just going to give you no fucking spot in primetime. Not at all. And if Netflix is a potential home for WWE content, how the fuck you ain't had that conversation yet? And if you haven't had that conversation yet, it might be too damn late. You're on the outside looking in because Stanford can offer more. Like, I don't I don't think WWE has interest in having all the wrestling under one one over the top umbrella. Because, I'm doubtful. Because there was content that wasn't on WWE Network that was on Netflix that got pulled once the network went live. This is true. You so, used to be able to watch some of the documentaries on Netflix, and then once the network went live, pfft, no more of that. Yeah, not not in their uh, not not in their original DVD format, and definitely not in their WWE Network slash the cock format. But they were closer to the DVD on Netflix than they were on the cock or the network. You had, the days of you getting the full DVD version of anything are over. over. <laughs> if you don't have the DVD, it's a wrap. So that's why I ain't getting rid of my, yeah, I need to go check on my stash as soon as it's over with. All right, Swab, here's an interesting piece of business for you. You ready for this one? Run it. Do you know who Darren Ravel is? The name does not ring any bells for me. He used to work for ESPN, but he's a business analyst for the Action Network. Okay. He sends out this tweet. Miles Brennan, who is the LSU standout quarterback who signed, has signed NIL deals with Raisin Cane, Smoothie King, Game Coin, Small Sliders, and Hollingford's Richard, Hollingford Richards Ford. Before I finish the rest of this, let me read you this quote. This is from On Three Sports. LSU quarterback Miles Brennan walking away from the game of football. So, standout quarterback who has signed NIL deals with major brands has decided to no longer play football. Okay. Why does this mean anything? Well, 
WWE has a couple of people in the NIL deals, most notably their biggest uh, their biggest recruit yet in the first NIL signee that they well, sorry, that they're that they're big their first because the first one is now no longer there. Um, our guy Gable Stevenson is under an NIL deal with, with WWE. Has essentially is a signed talent and per NCAA is has on an NIL contract so that way he can get paid while he still attends the University of Minnesota. And we're just waiting on the David Burr. To finish the Darren Rovell t- uh, tweet, Miles Brennan didn't play a single game since signing, but because NIL deals are uh, can't be based on performance, he keeps all the money. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a lick. This is what we refer to as a lick. This man... <laughs> got NIL deals from like uh was it Raising Canes and there was a couple other like heavy hitters on there. Smoothie King is a is a New Orleans based uh or a Louisiana based company. Mm-hmm. That has franchises all over the world. So you're close to you're getting close to home money. You're getting corporate home money. Right. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Now this is it's funny. It's funny and it's it's haha funny like I got you bitch. Yeah. It's also kind of it's also funny like suck your teeth funny. And like some people would think this is going to open up a can of worms and that more people would do this. I honestly think cats like Miles Brennan are uh are outliers. I think we're going to see this kinda a lot. So, kind of sorta. I think I think I think we'll see less of this. I think I think this is more of him being the exception and, and not the rule. I don't think we're going to see more people come sign deals and then decide no longer to play just because they got a bag. You're not going to see a lot of people with pigmentation be able to get away with this. Funny you should mention that. That's exactly where I was going. Mm-hmm. Had had this been a, a person with pigment, mm-hmm. the first thing that would have happened was is backlash over how catastrophic nil deals were to uh, to those who bit the hands that fed them. Ingrates. <laughs> it it would have been you took people's money and then you didn't live up to your end of the deal. Like f- first of all, fuck you. Now, second of all, fuck you again. If if we if if those of pigment would have tried that shit first, this is exactly the conversation that would have happened. Unpopular opinion. Slave mentality prevented that from happening. What do I mean by that? People who are content with the idea that I have something which is better than the nothing that I have right now, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. The inability to go out and get it on your own. Not to say that having athletic ability isn't going out and getting it on your own, because it definitely is. But you're not getting this bread without the NIL being in place. And thankfully, on that issue, alone is the only place. Like this is the only place where that where that comes into play. Thankfully, like I don't want this to be a commonplace or a commonplace of conversation. I like this only exists here, and I'm thankful for that because these kids deserve it, especially the ones of pigment, because all they're seen as those who can run, catch, and throw. 
Then there's that. So you you what you basically got is Miles Brennan is a is how do I phrase this? His nationality is, would reside more so in what space? There's a Negroid, Mongoloid, and Caucasoid. He's definitely along the Caucasoid. Okay, cool. So it's safe to probably assume his home life has more structure to it than maybe someone from a different nationality group that i'm not so sure of that because we again doing something like this makes you an outlier that doesn't necessarily make you the smartest person in the room that just means that no, you changed rooms no 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 I'm not saying that for, for smart. No, I'm no, no, no. Not, not not on a level level of intelligence. I'm just talking about as far as the situation is concerned. Situational no, awareness. I, I'm leaning more. Do you have both parents in the house? That I don't I don't know. But if we're I, I'm saying there's a higher probability to become to become a a division one B, um, BCS. Uh, I should, I stand corrected. Came from a Catholic high school, Long Beach, Mississippi. Uh, meanwhile, it's the Legion <laughs> of Doom. So, okay, you're doing a Catholic private school in Mississippi, so you know damn well it's money attached to this. So now you're dealing with an individual who just said, you know what? I got all of this money. I ain't had to take one hit. I ain't played one game for LSU, and I have fuck you money to retire because you know what? I come from money. And both his parents were student athletes at Tulane, a Louisiana school. So, okay, now I don't necessarily have to play for LSU. I could take a year off and then go to my parents' alma mater. They're going to take me too. No one's going to stop recruiting him because he left LSU. No one. If it, if in 18 months he changes his mind and say, I want to play football, He's going to go to, he'll enter the transfer portal, go to whatever school he wants to, and start this whole fucking process again. Graduate and then spend his last year at a third school because he has another year of eligibility. Meanwhile, with a whole new set of NIL deals as soon as he gets to Tulane. Or or the third school. <laughs> There's going to be oh, a third yeah, school. And the, and the third school too. But at, at that point, after two years, you know, sat one, you played two. At that point, you can probably get three to five million just to hold a clipboard. You know, not for nothing though. To finish on what I was saying, as far as the uh, the, the pigmented uh, variety, like a lot of those cats are going to be happy just to have money that to, to, to take home to take care of their families. Facts. And, and I appreciate that. And ho- and hopefully that that mentality. That and don't mistake that for the slave mentality because I'm not comparing these two to be the same because they're not the same. Don't even come up with that bullshit. I got smoke for you. Drop the clarity on it so they know. These cats who are coming in to do this to take care of their families also know the importance of education. And they've also seen what happens when you leave school too early. Hell, you're watching the show All American because that's what kids do. Kids watch things that resonate with them and that has a direct impact on their lives. All American is one of those things. I don't know a college a college kid right now that plays football that's not watching All American, one version or the other. That said, I hope that like situations like Miles Brennan helps to this uh, for these these kids that I'm talking about to see the importance of this and go to school to finish to get their degrees. Because I think we'll see more graduates 
and less full rides because of this Miles Brennan situation. Because again, I think that Miles Brennan is, is the exception and not the rule in this environment. I just really hope we don't see him being the rule. I, I'm, what I, what you may see is you may see players of a lesser position value because quarterbacks are just quarterbacks are treated like unicorns. Like they think there's never going to be another QB one to come through ever. So they always treat them a certain way. But, you know, running backs, wide receivers, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, they may bear the brunt of what happens in the aftermath of this, where it's like, okay, we'll give you an NIL deal, but we want to see how you play first. Like, it can't be it can't be given or taken away based on performance, but if you're holding the checkbook, you're like, hey, look, I, I just want to see what I'm, you know, I want to see how you perform so that I know how much your um, partnership with our brand is going to affect us positively. Like they'll phrase it a certain way and other people other than quarterbacks will start to, you know, feel the squeeze, which it ain't really a squeeze. It is what it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a recruiting it's tool. It's a play, like, right? Yeah. yeah it's yeah, a that, fucking, it's a lick. The lick ain't going to stop ever. It's just one person had enough, had a light bulb go off and say, you know what? I already have this money. I don't have to give it back, and I don't have to perform to keep it. And this is in a market three school. It's a it's a D it's a D one A college, but it's mm-hmm. a market three school. Baton Rouge is the capital of Louisiana, but it is a small town. It's very very poor. The only thing that gives that, that city money is the university. Now fuck around and come to the University of Texas and try that same shit. No, 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 no. I got a better example for that one because I haven't seen any NIL oh. deals. I, I, I don't. I don't know if they exist, but I would. I would love to see what NIL deals look like for star players at the Ohio State University. Look, there is no <laughs> place in America that creates a college athlete paradise better than the University of Texas. I don't care who you bring up. <sighs> USC might be the only thing close. I want to say USC comes to mind only because you're in the heart of South Central Los Angeles. However, USC, like being in California gives you access to a whole lot of shit. But yeah, Texas, California, and maybe one of the Florida schools. Texas gives maybe. you Texas gives you access to, to California. Everything. Texas right. gives you access to Mexico. And by Matthew Mexico, fucking McConaughey is like he might as well be a booster at this point. Matthew McConaughey has is teaching on the campus of the University of Texas. Uh, Undertaker lives out in the outskirts of Austin. Mark Henry lives in the outskirts of Austin. Like they're a celebrity, local and international. <laughs> like pick, a, pick, a litany of NFL players. Like pick your flair. I don't think there's a better. I don't. If you're a college athlete, especially a college football player, I don't necessarily think there's a better college experience because it's so fuck. Texas is so fucking football driven. Like you can become a legend and not even sniff the NFL draft. Boy. Like you could be set for life and not sniff the NFL draft. 
and I think I, I think Miles Brennan just just because he he had a cyber uh, a cyber uh, uh, a cyber coin deal. Like, mm. like, yeah. I, let, like, let that sit for a second. These are all just really cute ways to funnel money to a kid so they come to your school. And guess what he can do now that he's not playing anymore in Louisiana? Ah, Everything and nothing at the same fucking time. Gamble. Then there's that. Now, I would not recommend that you take this money and gamble with it. Just saying, but look, you went to a Catholic private school. I'm pretty sure both of your parents have explained to you why you should not be gambling. Catholic this money private with. school in Mississippi. You done handed half of that shit to your dad and he done turned it over two or three times. It's already flipped. It, it, it's it's not with a market manager or money management. It's with wealth management. Yeah, that 500 grand is already 1.5. Like you, like what most people pay in a lifetime for money management for 401ks, this man's getting paid per year off of if your money. It, if he doesn't have any bad habits, he might be a double-digit millionaire by 30. Just off this money. If he shit, didn't earn he, another dime. If, if he ain't a double-digit millionaire by now, he did it wrong. All those sponsors, they didn't give him that fucking much. He, he might—he's a single-digit millionaire. He's not a double-digit. Not off that. I, that's the time. That's the kind of shit you give to QB one who's planning on w- walking you to a national title. H- hold on. Let me let me let me pull this up. Oh. Net worth is approximately one to five million dollars. Told you. Told you. Now he'll probably fuck off a million just being a kid, having fun. Get get a grill. Get a grill. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah. All most of the shit I'm talking about is like you know two, three hundred grand. Like getting a grill, uh, fucking off on a couple vacations. You might buy a summer crib on the beach. Fly ass sports car. That's still a million. Like we ain't. That's say you had a mil. You played Brewster's million with one million dollars, then had nothing to show for it. I mean, which, you, you can fuck around with SL. You can fuck around with SLK and still not be at, at a million yet, just doing dumb you shit. See, you see what I'm saying? Like I done spent my last seventy thousand dollars on the drop top beans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it. You can you can make a couple moves. You can lease the bitch like that. And I'm sure that's what your parents would tell you. Get whatever you want, just lease it. Too rich for the bitch. Too rich for the bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like get you a couple timeshares. Just fuck around a little. They'll teach him the way to get all the stuff he wants without actually paying for it or paying full price for it. You lease the car, you do the timeshare, and you just transfer it. Um the clothes that's not a that's not a huge thing but at the same time hell you if if you want to go to another school i'm pretty sure you can get a clothing endorsement um same thing with jewelry probably doesn't wear a bunch of gaudy jewelry but if he just wants a grill to say hey fuck fuck you i got money sure johnny dang will take care of you spend less than 50 grand <laughs> 10 grand to have you looking like new money for real <laughs> like rappers just be paying inflation Hey, I, I got a, I got a site for you too. Since you mentioned that, I got a site that that make you have looking like new money for less than ten grand, like like ha- not not even half of ten grand, maybe so a like, quarter. So then that that just has me like, okay, what else, what is he gonna spend money on that breaks him? Like I'm saying, this is a million dollars we talking about. We ain't talking about the other four. This is and the low. This is the low end. No, at least. 
Uh-oh. interest-bearing account. <laughs> hey, come on, come the fuck on, bro. Like, I, I, I am hopeful that in the future more people are able to play these financial games, have the money and the, the, the good fortune and the wherewithal to use this money to their advantage, and not just use the money to pull the rest of your family up. What I, what I want is this to happen to where it to be more meaningful, where, uh. The conversation, the uncomfortable conversations that you had to hear from me don't become commonplace because that's the last thing I want to hear on ESPN. And there's there's a certain uh, I, I use this 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 title tongue in cheek because he ain't worth the shit sports writer in Kansas City that can blow one that that I don't need to hear this from you. <laughs> Um, as I went you know, to an HBCU, you know how this gonna go. As, as I, listen, I went to HBCU. I was a trainer for a, a, a Division One AA football team, and uh, you know that some their NIL deals are something that a lot of these guys could have benefited from just for the sake of being able to finish school because things like paperwork, scholarships, mm-hmm. loans weren't weren't readily available or they fell out because they weren't handled properly. Factual, you know. So, okay, that sports writer you're talking about, I would actually, this is the only time I'll ever say this, I would actually like to hear how he spends, because I know he's not going to blame the kid. No, th- this, that's exactly what I'm saying. You're, we're saying the exact- now, if it, now, if it was Cardale Jones at fucking OSU, <sighs> yeah, you'd have, you'd have heard all type of shit. You took the money and ran. You're, But that's, again, pigmentation. Yep. Which, to segue off of this, since we're talking about agreements and contracts, let's 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 have a conversation about contracts. Talk to me. Let's let's, let's talk about these contracts, because there there are a lot of um, salty individuals on the internet that will pick and choose when they want to bring up the fact that a contract is a binding agreement. <laughs> Case in point. <clears throat> Uh, oh fu- man! Future future guest of the show, one Leo Rush, <sighs> it, took to it, social media. Are, are we st- are we still calling him a future guest of the show? Yeah. All right. I mean, at some point. I mean, we. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm. I'm just asking. But continue. We reached out, we got a response, and then we got a DM. So, I mean, we've probably made more headway than a lot of people have. So, I, I'm going to stick to future guests of the show. Him I mean, and, and Ice Train. And, and an email, too. So, there's that. Yeah. Him and Ice Train, future guests of the show. But, <clears throat> Leo Rush did what people in entertainment do when you want to make people start talking. You post something controversial with no explanation. So Leo posted on his Instagram account a series of photos with him and Bobby Lashley with no explanation for context, just still shot photos from when he was the mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley. He didn't say, I'm looking to come back. He didn't say, I miss this. I'm not even sure if the post had a caption. But the whole fucking internet had a meltdown thinking that Leo Rush was pining for a job. 
<laughs> to which some people took it a step further and said, we don't want to see you come back and retire for the 20th time. Okay. <laughs> to these people, I, I, I say this. <clears throat> because they cited it as a lack of professionalism for the reason that he's he's retiring. Well, for retiring and then unretiring back and forth, so forth and so on. Let, let's start with the facts. What type of agreement does Stanford make with its talent? What, what type of, what what is the tax form designation for WWE talent. 1099. 10.99, And that goes to them for being what? Independent contractors. And employees get what? 1040s. Aha. So we're not filling out the same paperwork. Not at all. Not you're even not close. An, you're not an employee. You're an independent contractor. The, the biggest difference is the 1040, the company is responsible for paying the taxes on your behalf or filing taxes on your behalf and taking it out of the check for you. Whereas the 1099, you're responsible for everything tax related. Thank you for all of those things that you just gave us. So, being that you're an independent contractor, give me an example of another job that isn't professional wrestling that could be filed under the idea of an independent contractor. Mm, Rideshare driver? Okay, would you, okay, that's a good one. Would you say DJ? DJ, uh, sure, I, I'll say, take that. I'd even, say, I'd even say um, rapper. Rapper, okay. Would you say um, independent construction worker? Freelance like, is the word. Yeah, fr freelance. Yeah, no, <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. State mandated. Nothing city, city mandated. Definitely. Okay, give me another one. Uh, let's see here. How about, uh, painter? Painter. Oh, mm. good one. Okay. Mm. So I'm going to use the first one because the first one you gave me gives me the best opportunity to prove this point. If at any point during a lot, during a ride share, that ride becomes unsafe a threat to your well-being, a threat to your ability to function independently as a human being, or makes you feel uncomfortable. Do you not have the right to end service immediately? You definitely do. Okay. So as an independent contractor in that situation, you have, if if anything, if you have an unsafe work environment, if you're made to feel uncomfortable, possibly sexually harassed, anything that takes you out of the function of performing this job, you can end the terms of this individual job immediately. And you could decide never to ride share again. Correct. This is absolutely factual so at what point do we start saying that professional wrestlers are violating or being um what's the word unprofessional 
about meeting the terms of their contract when they're actually independent contractors. <laughs> if at any point during said contract, it becomes an unsafe work environment, you are sexually harassed, you are made to feel uncomfortable, or you are attacked for your um, belief, sexuality, beliefs, religion, XYZ. So here's where I hop into the car because I was completely on the same side of please just shut the fuck up. But now me hopping in the car says it's quite okay if this is your brand. Let that sit for a second. If this is the brand that you're putting out there for your company, i.e. you, the individual performer, then you should. Any any company that you come across that you grace with your your presence should expect this going forward. If your brand is to retire every nine months after signing a two year deal, at, at what point do companies stop signing a retiree <laughs> or change the terms of the agreement? Then you have an actual contract because there's more binding language. But, okay. And mind gonna, you, he's the only one doing this. So you don't have to create a rule for this. You just have to have verbiage for his individual contract. That's it. You just have to get him to agree to a specific term. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's lit. Remember, we've been saying this shit for months. Pro wrestling at some point is going to become a mirror image of professional sports. And things like this are exactly why this is what's now, referred to in the in negotiated business as an icb an individualized think, case basis i'm gonna ask you two questions one you think tom brady is an unprofessional athlete uh, an unprofessional professional athlete Ooh, an unprofessional professional athlete like have you seen him operate in I'm, any sort of way that will make you say that he is a unprofessional no not at all and, and other than other than the fact that he retired and then unretired within two weeks but he never said the word retire he just said i'm done either way you 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 went through the process of telling the team that you weren't coming back you've communicated these things to where shit leaked someone inside your camp leaked some shit and then oh you're retired so now Okay, the final ball is worth this, da, da 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 And then less than two weeks later, oh, I'm back. To the point that you ended up having to take care of the fan who tried to auction off the final touchdown pass. Like, you fucked off a lot of people's college funds by doing this shit. And all you, it's like you just changed your mind. <laughs> but, okay, here's my second question. So... And this is rhetorical. Are you mad at the action or the actor? Now, what now? And, and, and now, who is that question directed to? That's directed to anybody who's upset at Leo Rush, or it, if you're upset at Leo Rush, or you were upset at Naomi and Sasha, or you, those three. Those are the three best ones I got right now because I'm about to, we're about to, we're about to put some more sauce on these wings. <laughs> toss them so go ahead don't say it toss them go ahead okay cool so keep that question in mind are you mad at the action 
or are you mad at the actor? Because I'm going to run off a list of names real quick. Ric Flair. <laughs> Tom Brady. Hulk Hogan. Goldberg. The Undertaker. Terry Funk. Can I add one? Wait. Roddy Piper. Go ahead and add one. Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler. Brian Danielson. Now, Brian Danielson is the outlier of this group. His his retirement announcement was due to a medical diagnosis that caused the company he was working for to say, we can't assume the risk of allowing you to continue in the condition that you're in. The, the risk of you performing outweighs the reward of us seeing you perform. We'll continue to pay you. We'll find things to do with you. But wrestling is not going to be that until we feel comfortable with your medical prognosis. Now, mind you, Leo Rush has sp spoken about, you know, issues that he's had from from wrestling. Like there are some physical issues, but we don't know his medical chart to know why he's choosing to retire and unretire you don't know if it's a lords of london situation he could be hitting licks he could be hitting some nils real quick <laughs> it could be yeah it, it really could be that now lords ain't gonna give you too many policies to do that with but i'm sure you could hit that lick at least once <laughs> but we don't but I, I say that to say we don't know his medical chart we just know he has said that there are some uh medical complications with his his body as a result of wrestling and he does have a young family so if there are is issues or things where he you know has to basically do what he got to do or make whatever moves he has to make i don't think there's any grown man or woman who is in charge of a household that would fault him for making sure the lights stay on period but let's go through these names Ric Flair. <clears throat> oh, before I go through these names, here's why you can't be mad at Leo Rush. You can be annoyed. You can feel how you feel. But I guarantee anybody listening to this show, anybody that ends up hearing this show after the fact, you have not wasted a dime of yours or anybody else's money based on what Leo Rush decides to do with his career. What show did you buy simply based simply based on the fact you were going to get to see Leo Rush and didn't? <laughs> Name one. I'll wait. <laughs> so we got time today. <laughs> we got time today. I'm fucking I'm crossing the line today. Shout out to Moneybag. Yo, look, you tell me what situation that you have put money on the table for expecting Leo Rush to be there and then he didn't and you felt fucked mm, mm, mm. I won cool so I tell you what run, now run, I'm gonna run, go run down the names I'm gonna start with the biggest one people just put money on the table and bought all sorts of merchandise for Ric Flair's last match a whole pay-per-view, a whole weekend, 
wrapped around the idea that this is the last time you're going to see Ric Flair perform in a wrestling ring by hook or crook, whether whether he don't make it to the back or he just this is it. Less than 10 days later, he's in Puerto Rico wrestling another match. You don't feel fucked by that, do you? You paid for you paid for something that you thought was his last match. You thought and you paid for it based on the fact that it's his last match. You know why? Because the fucking pay-per-view was titled Ric Flair's last match. You put money on the wood. Pause. For that. Once that match was over, that man was supposed to be permanently retired. Well, guess what? Puerto Rico called. So people in Puerto Rico got some shit you didn't even get. You got his last last match. <laughs> I don't see nobody mad. I don't see nobody angry at him. Oh, it's just Ric Flair being Ric Flair. Ric Flair done had how many retirement matches at this point? I can recall two major ones, one of which was a WrestleMania main event. No, you remember the night after was that WrestleMania 24? Four. Yep. The night after where you kept hearing leave that damn song, leave all the memories alone on loop. Yep. They played that song for 18 minutes straight. Yeah, so that, so Wrestle actually three, so WrestleMania, Impact, mm-hmm. and yep. this, this last one that he had uh July 31st. I don't hear nobody telling telling Ric Flair, we tired of you retiring and unretiring. And now, he, obviously, and, and he went. To, he done went to Puerto Rico and got into it with the Colognes. He already is plotting on another match. And if you think the Colognes didn't film that shit, you out your fucking mind. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I saw pictures of it. <laughs> ain't no, ain't no house show, bitch. <laughs> so okay, let's move to the next one. We, we already talked about Tom Brady retired. Changed his mind. Didn't like the way the news came out. Unretired. We backballing. We got Julio Jones. We finna cut up some shit. Keep going. Yeah, give me another one. Good try, Terry. Same thing. Uh, he he was done. He he, he basically gave up in uh, WCW. No, no, no. Fuck that. Before that, 1992 WrestleMania 8 was advertised as a retirement match. As Vince Vince put very special wording on it, but he was like, which could prove to be Hulk Hogan's last match. That was supposed to be his walk off. Until that, that until that MGM bag came from Turner. Until until he decided to come back and get another payday as champion a year later. Because he came <laughs> back at WrestleMania 9 That's and right. ended up beating Yokozuna. Then did a job to Yokozuna on the way out. Okay, now we gone. We finna go do Thunder in Paradise. Six months later, we wrestling Ric Flair. In the main event of Bash at the Beach. We got Shaq around this bitch. It's a good time. I don't hear nobody mad. Keep going. Next one. I don't hear nobody angry. Oh, Goldberg. Wait. Oh, wait. Hold on. Back up. Because, uh... Cause he shows he show did have a, a last match against Sting in in Impact, but it was never advertised as a last match or a retirement match. Hogan was smart enough not to ever advertise anything as a last match. He just happened to have it. There you go. Uh, next one. Who, who, who was the next one? Goldberg. Next. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. We no, we we not gonna no. How, how 2016. 2016 retired. Uh, went went to the WWE Hall of Fame and has had almost ten matches since being crowned a Hall of Famer and a title run. Okay, you had the match with Brock in Survivor Series, which ended up leading to Kevin Owens in, at the, uh, what Fast Lane. Then you end up having the rematch with Brock at WrestleMania. Cool, I understand the whole program. You have been back every year, once a, once a year, every year since. And every time you come back, you tell somebody they're last. I don't, I mean, I'm part of the vocal minority that don't fuck with that, but I don't hear a lot of people trying to hold, you know, take him to task like you would, like you're doing with Leo Rush. Like you're trying to make Leo out to be a fucking joke when you don't really know the reasoning behind him saying either I'm retiring or I'm not retiring or I'm choosing not to, to re-sign with this company, but I am, you know, I'm up for a potential run with this one. He's just weighing his options. You know why? Because he's an independent contractor and independent contractors send out quotes. It's part of fucking business. People put bids in. They submit bids for jobs. How the fuck is this something that you don't understand? He's not an employee of anyone. He's an employee of himself. Next, All right. <laughs> the Undertaker. Undertaker been playing motherfucking last match, uh, last he, ride. Bro. Uh, uh, th- leave a hat in the ring. Man, uh, Undertaker been playing double dutch with retirement for a long fucking time, and keep coming back. Like, like even to the point to where the. There was an impromptu, which shouldn't have even been a match where John Cena wasn't booked and he was a fan getting drunk in the crowd, decided to take a three-second tan to take her just so Taker could get a payday. Like, come on, man. Just on a squash match. The, ir- the irony of you adding him to the list is the fact that the reason why Shawn Michaels took so long to come back after he retired is because Undertaker would lose respect for him if he came back. Shawn Michaels, you same, same. You can put him on the list, too. He came back. Fucking but it, but, okay. I, but I give Shawn Michaels more credit than anybody else that you've named so far simply because he came back for one match and we found out why that match should have never happened either. He felt like he shouldn't have done this shit and I agree with him. So, yeah, he does get a little more credit on that. Okay, here's how crazy the shit is. The Undertaker's air quotes retired now and you wouldn't be surprised to see him in WrestleMania this year. It would not shock <laughs> you in the least. Uh, it's the worst. It is the absolute worst. All right, here's my next one. From the Double Cross Ranch, Terry fucking Funk. How many retirement shows has Terry Funk put on? You're not going to sit here and talk about me, you suck egg dog. <laughs> egg sucking dog. <laughs> Your mother's a whore. <laughs> But but te- look, Terry been on and off with this shit since the 80s. Cause he wrestled in the 70s. He been one foot in, one foot out since he pile drove Ric Flair on a table in 89. <laughs> he just I mean, but I'm and, not and, and, I'm not and put- mind you, mind you, he was on commentary for that match. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? The, 
ECW's first pay-per-view has Terry Funk doing a fucking moonsault. <laughs> and winning the world and winning the world championship on the first pay-per-view, barely legal. Man, uh, mankind going through the damn cage at Hell in a Cell features a run-in from Chainsaw Charlie and I, be- and I believe Terry Funk. Yes. <laughs> yes and yes. Mind you, Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack were pushed off a stage in a dumpster earlier that earlier year. that evening. <laughs> no, not that evening. I was like that year. I'm earlier sorry. that year. So. Like I don't, I don't want to hear this shit about who you don't want to see retire slash unretired. Now, mind you, I'll I will take a knee on this point only. Leo Rush does not have the the equity in his name, as far as professional wrestling goes, to be compared to the people I named off on that list. Hold but on. guess what? It doesn't fucking matter. Hold on, dog. They're all independent contractors. Yeah. Get, get. Let me let me jump the shark real quick on this Jerry Lawler shit. Go ahead. How do you business? This man died on live television. They did not speak during the match in which he died on live television out of respect for him and his health condition because they did not think he was going to make it through the night. So are you trying to tell me that he retired from life and then unretired? He came back two years ago to face Bully Ray in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Fam, I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. I don't think he ever stopped working indie dates because he works indie dates now. So like other than like physician mandated uh, bed rest, he ain't never really stopped. He just hadn't been doing it in Stamford. He just does this shit on the weekends. He's the he's the out him and Daniel Bryan are the outliers of this list. Daniel Bryan because he has an actual medical diagnosis that caused him to take a knee. Lawler because I don't think he ever fucking stopped wrestling. And I think you're right. I think he's now I think about I think he's only just like good try Terry has only teased, but has you never fuck, you you fuck around and go to his go to his socials or Google he might have a match this fucking weekend. Or all he's gonna do. <laughs> Is jump off a top rope, use a fist, and then maybe hit a power driver. He gonna throw right hands. He gonna pull the strap down. He gonna hit a, a, a very safe power driver. And then he's jumping off the second rope with a fist. And we going home. <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> fuck, fuck is we here for? Keep, we playing keep, the hits and getting up out of here. Keep going. I think, I think I done run out of the ones that just came to mind, but I'm like... It's the it's the it's the piss and vinegar that come from people in the internet wrestling community. I'm gonna tell you, Gronkowski did it. Look, I, and and the irony in this statement is he did it to wrestle. Look, Gronk say, <laughs> if I'm not playing with Tom Brady, I'm not playing. If I can't smoke weed, I don't want to be here. But yes. I didn't hear anybody say fuck fuck Gronk when he unretired just to go to another team. The team the team that, that was going to the ring. And that air quotes is a contract. He basically had to flex a muscle and say, I'm not gonna play for you, so trade me. You broke a contract by retiring. I, yeah. I'm if I'm gonna unretire, I'm gonna do it because I want to play on a team with Tom. 
you're not going to get any use out of me, so you might as well trade me to get some value back, which is 100% true, because if he decided to stay retired and smoke dope all day, that's what he going to do. Or he'd have been hanging with Mojo Raleigh, and Mojo would have still had a fucking job at Stanford. <laughs> Meanwhile, with, you talk about kids that ain't got no fu- kids that need to be uh, rescued from an orphanage and regain custody of, that's another one. I digress. <laughs> on, on, on to our last couple of bits of p- pieces of information. Uh, Suave has uh, made it aware for me, and this is according to uh, Hot New Hip Hop and, and uh, also HipHopDX.com. Westside Gun has confirmed uh, for the rope a new wrestling promotion that he has founded with his first signee being former NXT standout and new AEW All Elite uh, signee, Parker Boudreaux. Boudreaux, you ho. AKA Baby Brock. Uh, it's amazing that mm-hmm. uh, Westside Gun has actually jumped into the wrestling arena with his own organization, seeing as he's been seen on everybody else's organization including the AEW show that had Kevin Gates actually take a bump and no one mentioned him by name. That's pretty astounding when he's been giving that much that, that much credence to this sport. But here he is signing people. Quote, y'all done got y'all done, y'all done fucked up. Me Parker Boudreaux, the first official wrestler uh, with For the Rope. We're about to do something the wrestling world has never seen. And he spelled seen S C E N E. Everybody knows I'm the biggest wrestling fan in the world, but now I'm about to mix cultures and present special talent, merch for the rope radio, for the rope TV, and high level art. Stay tuned for more photo rope announcements and link in my bio. We just will premiere on AEW tonight starting at the twenty eight minute mark. Uh Fly God, I holla at you guys. We got content for you. Right here. <clears throat> and then finally, Freddie Prince Jr. has been uh, making his rounds. And I don't know if this is because people are asking him. And I don't know if anybody even knew this. But Freddie Prince Jr. is supposedly is starting his own wrestling organization. The premise on this is to actually give pro wrestling and pro wrestlers the credit they deserve as being screen actors. Uh, to get them more uh, national and international shine, so that way they can be more viable as uh, for stars to, to get plucked in, you know, out of pro wrestling and become talent otherwhere, uh, otherwhere, elsewhere. Um, he's also been instrumental in the movement to get wrestlers signed to Screen Actors Guilds, which would intentionally catapult them outside of pro wrestling to do other ventures. And the first signee that he's supposed to have to his organization has now signed back with. WWE and that would being Karrion Cross, aka Killer Cross. But he says that he there are no hard feelings. Bitch, you gonna have hard feelings against Triple H? Hey. <laughs> Rethink your life, man. I don't care where you came from. Like, I know you used to work there and everything, but you you tell my heart, no hard feelings. What you gonna do? Back back door, like unless you <laughs> Unless you about to go live on TV next month and the first person to come that you come out to on TV is Bray Wyatt, 
you ain't about to do nothing earth shattering, fam. Just relax. Um, oh, this this ain't the last thing I want to ask you. This is what I want last last thing I want to ask you before we get out of here. Um, Impact has been selling out shows lately, and they're they, and the shows look good. And we've been to shows that have been about the same size. These Impact shows are selling out, and when you have people in these arenas that that give you that kind of size, it makes you feel like you're part of something special, right? Like we, what was it? Uh, now defunct organization that we used to frequent here in the DFW area, we're, we're, we're doing numbers, and we had prime seating, and it felt like some some really high level shit, and it was because mm. you had high level stars, right? What will it take for Impact to get back to the point to where they're must see TV? Because this is you're going to you're going to have fun when you attend a wrestling event event in person. But what is it going to take for us to be interested in the product on television? I lost you for a hot 15 seconds. Ask me that again. What is it going to take for us to be interested in impact on television? Again. Another network. But who? Somebody other than where they are. Like, you need... Like... Uh... I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna keep saying, trying to put ESPN in the game because they need content. Um, we see what happens when Vi- when Vice tried to get somebody, so that's out. Um, Paramount slash Paramount Plus. I th- think Paramount they, Plus they, they might did be a that. better look. They they did the Paramount thing already before, and this I, is true. I, I, I like I like the idea. Because they they've had they've they've got skin in the game with ECW WWE and uh, NTNA. For uh, those, ima- imagine if like one of the the local syndicated networks, like a CW, just something where you know, like you can make some appointments to see it, because like you have to be in the know of professional wrestling to know that Impact has a show and then know where to find it. In the cable era, I want to say 2015, Ring of Honor at one point had more cable penetration than WWE did. I'm sorry, not cable, more television penetration than WWE did, simply off of the fact that Sinclair had them syndicated on all of their, like, I'd say most of, if not all of their local networks, and they were on Destination America. So between the fact that you're on local TV at different times in different markets and you had a, a a weekly home the following Wednesday, twice on Wednesdays, you had more access to fans than WWE did and WWE was still beating the shit out of you. How is that going to be any different for Impact? And Impact was on Destination America during that time as well. I I don't think... <clears throat> look, I don't, I'm, I'm not one who's going to say that Impact has to worry about competing with anybody about ratings. That's not it's not what we talking about with them. They just need higher visibility. Like they just got they got a you, you ever seen Kill Bill? Of course. Two? Of course. Where Beatrix Kiddo gets buried alive. <laughs> you gotta figure out which technique from Pi May that you are going to use to break your way out of this coffin that you're in. To get back to surface level, because you are underground as fuck right now. 
And I don't say this in a, in a derogatory way. It's just what it is. So if you ask me what's going to make people care more about Impact, well, the content is obvious. That That's some shit. Like, you can't keep saying make better content. Like, yeah, cool. Yes, make better content, but that's not the only thing. You have to make better content and be in a better place to be visible. To have your content be visible. Yes, have great wrestlers. Yes, have great matches. Yes, have storylines that make sense. All of the above. 100% in full agreement about that. But if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound? <laughs> only, to, only to the animals and the plants that are in the forest. Right. I'm actually checking something real quick before we shut this damn thing down because it's, it's been one. Uh huh. Jesus Christ. This ain't even a good idea. Take a wild guess at how many fans Impact has on Instagram. Mm, I'm afraid to answer that question. About the same amount of viewers that AEW has weekly. But uh, eight hundred and forty thousand. Uh, okay, I was gonna guess way low. Are they close. They close to a million. So I mean. So here's the deal. I, I don't know. May, maybe we got to say fuck the network television thing altogether, and you got to push forward with some type of presentation through a streaming there platform, something over the top. Like that's why I said Paramount Plus. I'm like, okay, that's that's kind of y'all. Y'all are at least familiar with each other. I'm thinking Impact about. knows. I think about going deeper than that. Remember when WWE did that that show after SmackDown when they had like the uh, the the mixed tag tournament? That shit was actually pretty interesting. Uh, when they were on, they were on Facebook Watch. Now I'm not. Oh say- yeah, the the mixed match challenge. Yep, yep. And uh, Instagram owned by Facebook, owned by Meta, if you will. Utilize the Facebook, uh, the Facebook friends. Utilize the Instagram friends. Show the broadcast on Instagram and Facebook. Figure out a pay per view situation. They already have a relationship with Fight. They already have the Impact Plus situation going. Direct your fans if we were watching the weekly programming on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Facebook Watch to go to subscribe to Impact Plus for a low. Fee, $10 a month and get the pay-per-views too I guarantee you'll make more money doing it that way on pay-per-views than you would having them pay the $50, $60 every two, two, three months for pay-per-views like you're doing right now just just my two cents as a non-casual fan who used to be enamored with Impact who no longer watches on a regular basis due to a bet that I had on this very show meanwhile you have a uh Two million fan base on your so, business yeah, you, page. You gotta, you gotta stop doing shit like the the shit that had him lose the bet. <laughs> you, got, you can't do any more of that. You gotta stop that shit. Two million fans on Facebook right now. So I mean, that's between Facebook and Instagram. You're looking at almost three million fans. That's a lot easier. And everybody on there and their mama is on social media. Why? Because everybody has to be important. Show up brokenpistolbc.com, brokenpistolbc at gmail.com. That's at brokenpistolbc on all things social, which means at brokenpistolbc on what? Everything. 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 Suave. It's been real, man. Uh, we're going to do this here again real soon. And we gonna we need to follow up on these, these messages we got live during this broadcast because... 
Man, it's about to heat up for the fall. Take us to the house. Pencil pushes. Heads up. Pencils down. Whole lot of fucking gang shit. Worst podcast we've ever done. Man, I'm. I, I won't do. I won't. I won't do another one this week. <laughs> this Tuesday in Texas, put the Jack Tunney on there. Ooh, Jack Tunney. Ooh, yeah. Hey, Frank Lucas, you don't. You don't rub. You block that shit. Put the club soda on there. <laughs> That's twenty five thousand dollar alpaca. You don't rub that shit. You block that. <laughs> now put the club soda on there. Yeah. Take these fucking shades off. <laughs> the worst.